Welcome everyone. I'm here with Rock Eastwood Outdoors. Rock Eastwood. So uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you on finally. I've been uh, I've been Share. following you for a while and uh, I, I, I like your videos. So go ahead and uh, introduce yourself for the audience. Right. I'm, well, thank you so much for that uh, kind words. My name is Rocky. I run a runner i'm on youtube as rocky stood outdoors on instagram stuff like that so i'm just an outdoorsman a guy who loves, enjoys outdoors and that's what i do in japan is uh try to go outdoors and try to get other people to go outdoors too which is um not easy to do to talk people into going outdoors and try to explain to them the healing powers of nature and stuff like that so not to be like a hippie kind of dude but that's the <laughs> right. kind of thing that i like to do is get people outdoors and they understand well this is what we should be doing because we need to be close to nature in my view in my opinion, everyone needs to get closer to nature. Right, right. Yeah. No, man, uh, I, I've kind of learned that um, myself here, I, actually, since moving to Japan, you know, like, sure. um, well, you know, it, anyone who's familiar with uh, with me, you know, knows I, I, I grew up in a really small town in Texas, you know, the countryside. So uh, right um, growing up there, I, that's the last place I wanted to be. So I wanted to just get the hell out, you know, so. I've lived, I've lived in big cities. I've lived in rural areas. I've lived in medium-sized cities. And I, um, I, I like, I, I, for me personally, I, I like the outdoors a lot now, you know, like the, absolutely. Yeah. I've, especially I find, in today's, yeah. I'm sorry, especially in today's climate, like we don't want to around, be around people, not, not only because of the this COVID thing, but uh, oh, yeah. mm. it's, you know, they're talking about the three C's, you know, get away from people and all that. And, um, I, I, I want to live in the countryside. Hokkaido is my favorite place on earth. So I love oh, it there so much. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully you got to go there before. I think you said in another video you didn't, which I hope you can someday. I, no, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been up to Hokkaido yet. Uh, I'd like to though. Oh, it's great. Uh, that, it's great. From, it's just wonderful. from pictures I've seen, it's, um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it uh, is. It's really amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this, but you know, I, I've been, you know, you know, uh, Texas has a lot of nice countryside, uh, the American West, you know, Colorado, like I, I've been all throughout, you know, the, the West, I'd still many places I'd like to go, but Japan to me seems to have, and I'm sure you can understand this, seems to have a sort of um, magic to it, you know, and, and it's, it's not something just because I love living here, but something about the nature here just seems very, it's, it's, there's something about it that's that's different you know what i mean well, that's that's absolutely 100 and that's something mm. i try to explore and it, it's hard like first i want to tell you that i i can't read in japanese okay. so it's really hard to do this research but something i'm trying to pull together is to find out how exactly shinto works so we know shinto yeah. has gods in nature and tori and all that so that i want to find more information on that that's the stuff i'm really interested about japan right. and also when i came to japan um they talked about let's go see the first sunrise of new year's like in the states i was like what we're not we don't give a dang <laughs> or we we didn't people i knew and I, i'm from san francisco the bay area yeah. so yeah. um you know this big city right in yeah. oakland california but anyway we didn't care about stuff like that but japanese mm. were really into it like let's go down the beach and watch the first sunrise you know this is i've been in japan a long time now so uh those are kind of things that i saw that they see from their view I want to get into and that they actually drew me in because with that kind of thing yeah 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 that's interesting um you say that like um uh you know i've i've been in japan quite a quite a while but i had my first um new year's sunrise uh last year 2020 was my first right on, one right and, on. Uh, i went to good feeling right <laughs> yeah yeah especially okay. like I, I felt like 2020 was kind of i don't know you know we we put 
special meaning in numbers, but uh, sure, it, it was kind of like a, it felt like something drastic was was going to change that year. I, little did I know what was really right. in store for us last year. <laughs> right, but right. Um, I had a positive feeling about it, to be honest. Sure. With you, but uh, I guess I was absolutely. A bit, like you said, magical. There is something magical yeah. about it. The sun bursts and you're like, whoa, it's a new year and I'm still here. You know, I'm yeah. got all this ahead of me in this new year coming up and yeah. it didn't work yeah. out the way we thought, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So now like, I mean, I did, I didn't do it this year. Cause um, as you know, I, I told sure. you I was, I was a bit sick uh, over the, over right, the right, right. Not, non non COVID related sickness, but yeah, I was a bit <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, no, I, I, I guess for my next, first hike i haven't been hiking yet this year um unfortunately but uh i guess for my first one i'll uh i'll try and see if i can do it do an early morning uh yeah, one just just to get that first one in you know what i mean sure so, sure yeah yeah so you said you've been in japan for a while so um when when did you come here and uh, what, what's your background on how you ended up in japan so my background is I came to Japan in July 3rd, 1996, and I came okay. because of the U uh, U.S. Navy. I was okay. in the Navy. Um, I was in boot camp in Chicago, and they came to me and said, hey, you got special orders. And I was like, what? I didn't even know what that means because I was a rookie, no, no boot camp, no, nothing, a seaman recruit. And, and yeah. they were like, yeah, you're going overseas to be the forward deployed carrier of the USS Independence at the time. So, uh, yeah, they told me I'm going to Yokosuka. They called it Yokozuka. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know anything about Japan. Absolutely right, nothing right. except for watching Ultraman on TV when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I knew Japanese made Nintendo, which I played Super Mario Bros. And that when I was growing up, of course. So other than that, I didn't know anything about Japan. So, um, yeah, that's how I ended up here uh, working at the on the independence. And then after that. I worked at the U.S. Navy Hospital for uh, 15 years or something like that. So, yeah, I've been in Japan since 96, with an exception of three years in Maryland from mm. 2015 to 18. I went back to the States for a while and I came back again. So, yeah, okay. that's my background. Yeah. Right. Do, do you still work with the with the Navy or have you moved on? I still work with the Navy as a okay. civilian. Yes. So, mm. yeah, I'm on a, a sofa. I'm here on sofa. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're under their rules. So, it's, since COVID started, I've been under their rules. So, we've been on lockdown and stuff like that. We've been uh -huh. through. I've been on different, uh, different, um, different, um, I'm going to say orders. I'm sorry for saying it the military way, but yeah. we've been on orders, uh, you know, like right now I can't go, go out past 8 p.m. I'm saying this also, this is public knowledge. People can see this. So I'm not okay. giving away any OPSEC or anything like that. Right. Um, operational security. <laughs> yeah. Right, or right, else right. I wouldn't say so. So this is, uh, you know, this is knowledge that people can see by themselves. But, uh, yeah. So like right now I can't go out past 8 p.m. I only can travel in Kanagawa. So we got strict okay. rules, a bit of a cluster on base I, w I don't know if cluster is the right word yeah yeah but, uh, oh man yeah see I, I i didn't realize that um even if you you know work as a civilian there like i mean you're you do if you're under yeah, sofa yeah. you have to you have to go by what the seventh fleet uh, tells you so okay. we went on we went on a shelter in place in march mm. which we couldn't even leave the house except for three kilometers and only to get food and come right back so I, there was a time i didn't leave the house for 56 straight days not even a step out my door so uh man, um, man yeah so I, that I, <laughs> it, do you get it was cabin horrible. fever at all <laughs> uh, i was going nuts i was absolutely depressed and not on top of that there was all the things going on in the world and mm. i got sucked into to twitter and all this stuff you know yeah. the stuff that i don't you know want to be sucked into yeah. so it was just dragging me down so yeah. really when we got out of shelter in place in july 
um, I was like all in for hiking. Unfortunately, a month later, we went back to, uh, they call it class Charlie, which is a, yeah. you, again, you can't only travel three kilometers from your house, but, uh, okay. we've been open and closed. So I get, did get to do a little traveling and a little mm. camping in between, but, um, really I haven't been able to travel as where I, I had tickets to go to Hokkaido in October. Uh, um, I'm sorry, in, in May, mm. 2020, and that had to get canceled because I wasn't allowed to travel. Then we're going right. to go again in October and that got canceled. I wasn't able to travel. So, um, unfortunately I'm still waiting to do that trip, but, uh, yeah, I did get to do a few hikes and then I did a hike in, um, I did a hike in, uh, July when I finally got out of the house, my first hike, we went to Mount Kentucky, which is near, I don't know if you're familiar with Hakone. I'm sure you, yeah. you heard yeah, Hakone, yeah. right? Hakone, yeah. Mm. Sure. So I did a hike in Hakone, uh, Mount Kentucky, which is only a four mile hike or something which sounds like absolutely nothing but i i felt like i was gonna <laughs> i felt like i was gonna die i feel like i climbed up fuji again i was just uh, oh wow yeah it was so horrible i was so out of shape like i said i didn't um uh, okay i didn't so, leave the house right so so kind of like you know being quarantined in your house you know you can't sure. really i mean you, you get what exercise that you can but you know i mean right, you're, right. You're, you're pretty limited especially you know in japanese homes they're, they're not the most spacious um exactly you know what i, I mean so, kettlebells yeah. and I'm, I'm sorry i do got some kettlebells and stuff but i I, yeah. I don't know i was so depressed i didn't get into it like that yeah. was my own fault that was my own fault of course for, for me settings a, a big thing like my home is my relaxing area sure. so like even when i do work from home it's not a you know sometimes it's not as productive as i'd like because i get distracted by stuff you know so i get that um yeah. uh, like and i make myself i mean thankfully my gym is open now um but for right the month, april and may they closed and they, you know, thankfully they, they, uh, discounted my, my fee. Um, right on. A lot of people were saying yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, thank you. You know, uh, sure. but like I have some kettlebells and, you know, some lightweights and some barbells yeah. and stuff at, at, at home. Uh, you know, thankfully I have, um, I have like a little garden that I can work out in, you know? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. 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 So I, I got lucky where I, I live now, but, um, you know, I like just, getting the motivation you know to to do exercise at home was it's it's harder Absolutely. so like when i get myself to that gym it's like well i have no other choice so you know i'm i'm there surrounded by it all and it's sure. uh, sure. you know it's easier for me to focus you know so Plus, during that time, I mean, we were watching, I don't know if you're into watching Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. They were saying mm -hmm. you, should, you should get vitamin D and do the exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, that's good. Good for you. So, you know, that kind of motivated me a little bit. I mean, a lot to finally leave the house after 56 days and go go walk in a little park, you know, around here and do some right. stuff like that. So I, re I respect the people like he has on, like Dr. Ryan Patrick. And if you're familiar yeah. with that, people oh, are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, like, really gets me motivated. And I, I really like that stuff. Man, and it's funny, like, they – you know, we, we talk about like uh, vitamin D and, and all that. And a lot of the stuff that is supposed to, you know, build your immune system and, and, and apparently counter, um, not counter COVID, but, you know, it kind of helps your body uh, be protective against it, or at least it mitigates sure. the effects of it. I had been supplementing that um, for a couple of years now, based right off on, of old, older podcasts I heard from, you know, like Rhonda Patrick and all that, you know, like I was doing cool. vitamin D for right. a couple of years and i've been taking you know zinc and magnesium and all that stuff perfect man yeah. how many i use do you can i ask how many i use uh, vitamin d five thousand five thousand wow yeah okay yep. but i take wow. it and i take it daily so um right on, so, so uh, you know so just to I, I read somewhere that vitamin d you know it kind of it can build up and stay in your system you know even if you take five thousand i use a day you're not that's a little bit more than you should but it's not mm. going to reach toxic levels but okay uh, but they said, you know, 
after a prolonged use, um, it may just, you know, because it stays in your body for a little bit. So during the winter months, I, I take it daily. And I would say in the summer months, I kind of cycle down to maybe every other day or every two or three days. Get you know, natural sun. Yeah, right, sure. Yeah, I try to get as much natural sunlight, but right now, sure. yeah, daily. And then, um, you know, I also just, you know, take some, a lot of B vitamins and stuff. So just uh, awesome, man. Yeah. So this is the, yeah. this, this is the kind of subject. This is the kind of thing that I, I'm, I was trying to tell people like during the, after the lockdown, mm -hmm. we were totally on lockdown. We, they, the base puts updates on the Facebook page. So yeah. they were saying, yeah, we're going to come out of lockdown in July. And uh, people were posting on the, I mean, it's, it's Facebook, so you know what the comments look like, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh, the, yeah. in the comments, people were saying, yeah, we could finally go to Costco. Like, yeah, that's why I've been waiting to go to Costco for two months. Like, this this is what you waited for to do? Go to Costco and buy a two-gallon jar of mayonnaise? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, and I don't really post on Facebook or anything, but I was yeah, like, hey, yeah. you guys, there's hiking trails in Kanagawa that we can go and get some exercise, you know, saying stuff like that. Now, it was totally ignored. No one cared. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, why isn't everyone want, like just urging to get outside? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like, yeah, I, not everyone I, thinks the same, but I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And having been well, you know, like even as a, as a kid, I was a bit of a homebody as a kid, but even then when I got to go camping, like with my, uh, like I was in the scouts for a little bit. And then, uh, like cool. when I got older, uh, you know, did some camping and, you know, did fishing with my dad. And like, I always enjoyed that, even though I was kind of a, a homebody, like I, I still enjoyed getting out in nature, even, even then, you know, sure. and, um, I, I didn't realize it at the time that, you know, that I just had a, I guess, a natural affinity for it, but you know, like I said, especially since I moved to Japan and a coworker of mine got me into hiking, my first mountain to climb in Japan was uh, Shibutsu. In, um, okay. in, uh, it's like the border of Gunma, Tochigi, and Fukushima prefectures. Beautiful you can, area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, and you could get a really good view of Oze. Um, oh, I love that. Oze. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was great. So that hooked me. You know, I was like 2011, you know, because I, I came, yeah, I came to Japan in 2008 and I didn't really, my first, experience with nature here was uh, I went uh, whitewater rafting in um, Kinogawa, part of Nikko. Sick. Sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was fun. My second week in Japan, that was fun. And, uh, um, but then like, you know, I went to different places like um, Miyajima, which is, mm -hmm. I guess it's called it's Itsukushima or something in near Hiroshima. Right. And yeah, uh, I did a little bit of hiking there and I thought, man, this is, this is kind of cool, but I never really, you know, I didn't make it a habit. And then, when my sure. coworker and I, we, you know, like about four or five of us went hiking and um, on Shibutsu, I was like, damn, I got to do more of this. And so since then, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, I used to go with groups, but now I just do solo. I find solo hikes Solo's a lot great, more, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot more therapeutic. And even though you can get in, you know, it's, um, it's more dangerous, you know, if, especially if you go by mm -hmm. yourself and, but sure. I don't know about you, but for me, I can kind of, I like that sense of if I get in a situation, I want to get myself out of it. Absolutely. You know, I, I know it's kind of stupid, you know, in some, in some places, not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, in some places yeah. you can really get into some deep shit. And right. If, uh, right. I imagine if, if you're in the back country of Kamakochi or something, but usually yeah. in Japan, most places are, we, we can find our way around, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause, um, do you remember, uh, I think it was October last, uh, 2019, the big typhoon that came through? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So it washed away a lot of um, trails up here in Tochigi. Same here. Yeah. And, it's unfortunate. And I went hiking maybe six, seven months after. And there were still roads that were like completely either destroyed, like half the sure. road was washed away, or there were landslides covering up the trail. And yep. so, but the ingenuity of the hikers, they, they made a trail over the landslide and, you know, right on yeah. <laughs> dedication. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it, and it's fun, but it created some dangerous situations and I don't know about the, the outdoors, um, bureau or whatever, you know, uh, of Tochigi, but they haven't really touched it at all. They haven't at all. No. Same, and, and, same uh, here, even in the major hiking trails, like around Kamakura, the Daibutsu hiking trail and stuff mm. like that, the Tenen trail, which are really famous trails. Yep. They're still down. They're still closed. Yeah. So I don't okay. know, but maybe because of COVID, it very well could be that the reason they didn't get out there and fix it. But a lot yeah. of my favorite campgrounds were washed away too. That were like, uh, um, wild camp places that weren't really right. campgrounds that's in the forest. They don't even exist anymore. Right. So, right. Unfortunate. Yeah. So have you always been into outdoors and, and bushcraft? Like, and let's get into what sure. bushcraft itself is here in a little bit. Sure. Cause a lot of people aren't familiar with the term. So, um, uh, well, I, but like sure. what got you into, into nature? Cause you said you're from like San Francisco Bay area. Yeah, so, right. I mean, California is quite beautiful, but right. We have Yosemite and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But, um, but I, but I didn't really grow up on that. I mean, I, I went camping and stuff like that when I was a kid with my, with my father and then mm-hmm. they took me to the Sierra Nevada mountains. And oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know, after, after a while, you know, after 12, 13, you start growing up and you start chasing skirt and doing stuff like that. You, you don't, you know, you're not worried about that kind of thing. I, I, I t- actually went for a good uh, 15, 20 years without even hiking or camping or anything yeah. like that. I, when I came to Japan, I, you know, I followed what the other sailors were doing. I was going to Rapungi trying yep. to meet girls and doing yep. stuff like that. So, yep. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't into it, but at some point, you know, YouTube started and I, I joined YouTube in 2008, I think it was 2009, something like that. And I started yep. uh, finding these channels, like people like uh, Syntec 77 and uh, Adventure Archives and stuff like that, like watching mm. their videos, not that far back, but there was guys on there, which I don't remember their names now, but it was like a guy going hiking and holding his camera and saying, hey, well, I'm like hiking trail, how many, and I'm like, wow, maybe I can do that, you know, so, right. I, and then watching those hiking videos of him traveling around, those guys traveling around. Somehow I ran into a guy called Joe Robinette. I don't know if I'm familiar with Bushcraft much, but he's like the one of the main guys, Bushcraft okay. guys on YouTube. He has over, over a million subscribers. But okay. I got into him when he was like only had like a hundred thousand. Not only, I mean, hundred thousand subscribers still, is great. That's still quite a bit, but I mean, <laughs> right, he's grown right. exponentially since. Right, then, yeah, so. compared to what he was. So I, I started getting into Joe Robinette. And he was talking about Bushcraft. I'm like, what? What is this Bushcraft stuff? So uh, he was talking about building forts in the woods and uh, cool. stuff that we did when we were kids, right? Like, yeah. we wanted to do tree houses and go in the woods yeah, exactly so they, they, yeah right yeah. so living off that's what bushcraft is i don't um it's like kind of kind of like mixture of survival and using the the woods like building a fire with just woods and uh with just uh, with just the what what you have around you yeah what yeah. you have around you so like mm-hmm. that they build forts they build uh pot hangers they, anything there's anything you can do if you have those skills which i don't i don't want to say i'm a bushcrafter i'm not i'm into bushcraft and yeah. i'm very interested in it but i wouldn't say I, I don't really have that much skills i haven't got to practice it much because okay. in japan you can't just go cut down trees right when no, you want no, I mean, no. it's national yeah. forest and stuff i have learned you know over the years of places that we can go from japanese other youtubers that invited me on trips and stuff like that but i am always hesitant to go by myself and just cut down trees because i don't know we're we're not it's not our country we're ambassadors for america you know what i mean yeah, so exactly i mm-hmm. always try not to break the rules uh 
and stuff like that. I, I just yeah, don't. Yeah. I'm not always really sure what the rules were, are, like the knife rules and stuff like that. I know you can have knives in Japan, not to go off on the knife tangent, but right. uh, that's another part of bushcraft, just bushcraft knives and axes and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah Joe Robinette. Oh, yeah, sorry. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm, I didn't no, I was just saying that was my journey is getting uh, into that and then found okay. Joe Robinette. And then later on that, I found a, you know, now it's kind of silly, but Bear Grylls and mm-hmm. you know, those TV shows like that, right. Survivor Man, Les, yeah. Les Stroud, like that kind of stuff. And Les Stroud was one of the originals, you know, that went out into the woods and uh, just filmed himself surviving, you know, and not to say I'm a survivalist. I'm not really into right. that side of it, although I am a bit of a prepper. We can talk about it later if you want. But uh, <laughs> a prepper <laughs> I'm, not in Japan, a, I'm not a no, dork no, about it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I, yeah, yeah. that's really when I saw Les Stroud doing it and filming himself, I'm like, wow, that's really cool stuff. So that really, really um, accelerated me in, yeah. into it. Well, cool, man. Yeah, I mean, actually, that um, I never I, I had seen things like that um, throughout the years, you know, like you said, the Berger and you know, I had seen that, but it never really attached itself to me and it didn't pique my interest at all but you know um i i've once i got into hiking um i don't know if you ever followed um uh kurt bell softy papa in his early days uh he was a he lived in he lived in japan in shizuoka and he did a lot of hiking just by himself out in the mountains in shizuoka and he would go to these like abandoned tea farms and like wow. he would get himself into situations where, you know, like past dark and, you know, and it, it, like, like, like we say, kind of like going out on your own and getting yourself almost intentionally in dangerous situations sure. just to figure out how to get out of it, you know? And absolutely. And, yeah. you know, he had, you know, wife and little daughter at home too. So, uh, um, but he was, he, but what I liked about him is not only would he go on these hikes, but he was, you know, very philosophical, you know, he would, it reminded me a lot of like um, Thoreau and, you know, like wow. that, that yeah. sort of stuff. Right. Awesome. And Walden's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, but he, he has since moved back to the States. Okay. Um, you know, his family's there and actually I, I did, a, I, you know, he was on the podcast a couple of years ago. So if, um, if you want to go back and, and check Absolutely. that out, but, but he still has all of his old videos up on his YouTube channel. So you can go back and check I'll those out from check like it out, 2006, then. you know, like way back in the day right he on. was doing this. So, yeah. Um, and he does stuff now where he'll, he lives in Irvine, California, or maybe he's moved. Yeah. So he's now he goes out on his bike out into the desert and he goes on a couple days, solo camps just out in the desert, you know, and he's written a book about, you know, the, about that. Yeah. So definitely check him out. He's great. So that sounds right up my alley. Cause that, that kind of person who, who, as you said, he's the, um, you know, the, the, the thorough stuff like that. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I want to see. Like mm. you go to YouTube now and the big YouTubers in Japan are the J vloggers. I think you talked about this on your last episode. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's not the kind of stuff that I want to watch. I'm not saying that's not interesting, but for me, I want to see real outdoorsmen doing real outdoor stuff, talking right. about what it, what it means to them and what it means to, you know, not, not the silliness. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a young kid. I'm mid forties. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the kind of thing I'm looking for. So right. uh, that, anyone out, out there uh, doing those kind of videos, I, I'll definitely check those out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what got me into sort of, you know, more of the hiking YouTuber stuff. And so like I'd found, um, Kyushu Trail, who who we both you sure. know interact yeah. with, um, yeah. And then through him, I found I found your channel. I was like, damn, like there's, right there's more guys out there like that are doing this <laughs> shit, you know, and they're doing it good, yeah. you know. So, 
um, sure. Willie walks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, I'm once I found that and then, you know, the whole bushcraft thing, you know, you had that in there and I was like, sure. Okay. You know, what, what is this? And, and I knew about like, you know, like, as you said, you prepper stuff, you know, all that inner, sure. you know, the, here recently, you know, it's not just world events, but just, um, I, you know, in my hikes, I do a lot of thinking. I'm sure you do as well. And I just Absolutely. thought, man, I like, I'm more at peace out here than I am, you know, driving to work and, you know, thousand percent. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so like, I thought an ideal life would just be if I can like be self-sustained, you know, do self-sustainable, not necessarily man. off grid, not sure. necessarily off grid, but just kind of far enough away to not deal with people but you know 100%. still you know yeah. what i mean so um absolutely grow your own food you know like it sounds like you said kind of hippie-ish but like to me no. that's that's I'm, a, I'm more at peace i almost considered once if i ever moved back to the states i would be like a a park ranger or something just so i could just be out in the natural uh in the that'd be great right natural yeah. forest you know you know that'd be awesome but we hear joe rogan talk about all the time like hunting and eating the, the meat you know that he yeah. caught that's mm-hmm. you know it's it's natural it doesn't have hormones or anything in there like yeah. man we want to do that kind of stuff too like you know yeah I mean? like, so yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um you know I, i've been i you know i used to fish a lot with my dad as a kid and he took me hunting a few times but as a kid i was always you know i love animals and i was always i couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger I'm still that way. You know I've never what I mean? killed an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So but if I was starving, I probably could, but I that hunting's not something I really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of against trophy hunting. Absolutely. But yeah, like if, if it came to survival, of course I would probably you know, I I would um, I could probably do it, you know. Sure um, you could. Yeah. yeah. And uh but I you know, like I said, I I just have an affinity, you know, for animals. So like it would it would be painful, but at the same time it would be I would probably be more respectful for you know to it you know absolutely not, not let it w- go to waste and all that stuff you know yeah 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 but um yeah so like i also found some other channels um was it my my self-sustained life or something he, he was quite a big my self-reliance my self-reliance that's it yeah yeah, yeah. sean yeah. james he's the man <laughs> yeah i, I love Definitely. watching like you know he's building like these cabins in the forest yeah and, you know what I mean? awesome so, stuff right there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that's cool man so so that you got into this back in like more than 10 years ago then right more than 10 years ago yeah. and, and you know all this ties together like you know, sean james you're talking about in building cabins mm-hmm. it kind of got me on a journey of trying to find what what did they do in japan did they have cabins mm-hmm. in japan like i've been looking around and i'm like no they didn't really have cabins right they don't not, not there's there's cabins on mountains and stuff but it's a totally different style or it got yeah. me thinking when the samurais i talked about this in one of my videos i'm sorry for regurgitating this again that's, but uh, uh, that's right. um it's a what did they do when they walked on the tokaido road you know from kyoto to tokyo how did they sleep at night how did they did they camp i wanted to know like how did they camp what kind of tents did they use i want to know the history of about it so right. um and asking japanese like my coworkers, they're not interested interested like i don't know man but uh, some people were telling me that they maybe they went into real cons like that along the road but what if you didn't have money did you just camp under the stars did you have any tents i want to know the history like the japanese we um, america we have woodsmen or we have frontiersmen what were the mm-hmm. frontiersmen in the japanese era and in, in the in the era of the meiji period what were yeah. frontiersmen but there was none there was just survival there were just samurais fighting you know warfare i i don't right. know i want at some point like we we know that there was the jomon period right if you 
familiar oh, yeah. with Jomon. There's a jo- yeah, there's a Jomon place just right down the road from me. That's uh, that's awesome. They, I love yeah, that yeah, Jomon stuff, yeah. the pit dwellings and stuff mm-hmm, like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of their Native Americans. Not to say it's exactly the same, but kind of their Native Americans, the Jomon and Yoyoi, and then the uh, the Ainu people, of course, the Hokkaido, yep. which is absolutely fascinating to me that's the kind of stuff i want to learn about and uh make youtube videos about but it's hard because i don't really know about it and i don't want to i don't want to act like i always say in my videos like i don't know nothing about nothing like don't Mm -hmm. trust me i'm just telling you what i have learned about and i'm passing on to you and hopefully you can uh find out about it so like the the jomon there's Mm -hmm. a jump sorry there's a jomon near my house and i I don't know have you ever heard of geo geocache oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah i've tried it a bit around utsunomian and um you know, I've, I've found it's a few, pretty fun. Found like a few it, caches it, here, there, yeah. So it'll, it'll take you to places that you didn't know. So, like you said, you have a Jomon near your house. There's one mm-hmm. near my house that I didn't even know existed, but the geocache took me there, and I was like, "What? What is this? I didn't even know about Jomon or anything." But since yeah. then, I went on down a long journey. I actually have a Jomon video, which did pretty good, actually. In a, yeah. um that kind of stuff is just fascinating. What is their Native American? What is their? I mean, I know we're totally different cultures, but at right. some point, like our bushcraft to the Japanese was just life, right? Like uh, right. I went to Shirakawa, which I'm sure you're familiar with Shirakawa mm-hmm. in the mountains of uh, um, Gifu. Is Gifu Shirakawa, right? it, it, yeah, it caught on fire recently, right? Oh, did it? I didn't I, know that. I think oh. so. I think so. I, oh, wow. I, I might be wrong, but I think it caught on fire. But, uh, but So you go in those houses, the Gashu style. I don't know if I said that right, the, but the Gashu it, style, like the, the praying the, hand houses. Is that with like the grass roof? Yes, is exactly. That, yeah. mm-hmm. So you go in there and you're like, is this bushcraft? They built this out of grass and wood. You know what mm. I mean? Like mm. this is to them, it was just life. We, it doesn't have a name or anything like that, but it's right. all same things that native Americans are doing. The styles might be a little different. I mean, they had TPs, but the, 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 the Norwegians were doing, but I think Norwegians yeah. and the Swedes were the ones who created bushcraft. So and somehow yeah. it spread around the world. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing I'm really interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of survivalist sort of, uh, sort sure. of thing. So, but see, some there, there's um for you and me we probably understand but to like you said you know when you're bringing up you know um to people on on facebook you know like why aren't, why aren't you going out hiking you know like i find like it, i hope it doesn't come across as um condescending to people but like a lot of everyday people aren't really concerned about that, you know, like they they're just, not, they're, they're focused yeah. on their life and, and their job and, you know, which understandable, like if they got a busy life or if, you know, whatever, then, you know, um, they, they focus on what is important to them. But right. Uh, at least up here in Tochigi, I see a lot of hikers. There's a lot of, right uh, a lot of hikers, a right lot, you know, um, of all ages too, you know, young, young couples out there, older people, um, I've even seen, you know, a trope of, um, of grandmas, you know, hiking around. Oh, like, oh, that's oh cool. man. You know, don't so. tell me about the old Obasan. They're so good. They're so strong. They'll be in their seventies and eighties and they, mm-hmm. they pass me. I mean, uh, not that I'm anything special, but they, they are fast. I'm like, yep. wow, you guys are strong. Dude. Yep. Yep. So. And so I, I, I love that. I love that there's in Japan, there's more of a hiking. Well, I wouldn't say there's more of a hiking culture, but like in the U.S., the hiking culture seems to be limited to younger people, you know, like 20s, right. 30s, 40s, you know. Right. But here are some people on the Appalachian Trail or something like that. But yeah, mostly yeah. it's younger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, but here you'll find people like families hiking together, like husband, Whole wife and their, and their kids, you know, like 100%. or, you know, grandparents are there, too. So it's it's I love that about um, 
about you know here in Japan that there is a large subculture of of, of hikers and, sure. and, and it's a beautiful country you know it's a it's apparent this is a country that's made for it you know so it's made for it and it's, mm-hmm. it's so they're all about nature like we like we said earlier about the the, the Buddhas or the uh, the uh, Shinto oh yeah. the Shinto you know it's mm. it's they're they're worshiping nature when they're there and I always say that people I don't have you ever hiked around this area have you been to Tokyo I'm I've I've been to Kamakura and I've hiked a, a little okay. bit around Kamakura but not so there's too a mountain. Much, yeah. in, there's a mountain in Tokyo called Mount Takao, and yeah. it's a really famous mountain because it's close, very close to Tokyo, and it's not a big mountain at all. In fact, you can take a cable car halfway up if you want. You don't even have to have hiking gear. So, but the, I, I was thinking about Mount Takao, like how important is that mountain? How how many people went to Mount Takao for their first adventure outdoors? That they were a little kid, and their family took them up there to Mount Takao, and they right. saw their first. You see Mount Fuji from the top. How many people have they motivated to get into hiking that little mountain? Like all these people the tokyoites how many people was mount the cow their first experience in nature i wonder yeah. i'd really like to know that like yeah. that that started it off so sometimes i tell people yeah i went to mount the cow and they're like mount the cow like you're too good for mount the cow man people do that to me about mount fuji i'm like yeah i climbed mount fuji three times like oh mount fuji that's nothing you can climb mount fuji with the hello kitty backpack and flip-flops i'm like okay all right yeah. you're disrespectful like yeah. i don't like that stuff man yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to me you know it, it's not a contest of oh oh what did you climb it's like no like not a contest yeah exactly. i mean not, like i haven't climbed mount fuji yet just because oh the the one year i actually did plan on climbing it there was the weekend that i had set aside for it and i had time to do it there was you know lightning storms all over the mountains oh, no. like, man yeah, be just safe, my be luck safe. man yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So, and I always told myself, if I do it, I'm going to start. I'm not going to go halfway up. I'm going to start at the base of the mountain. My coworkers and, did that last yeah. year. And I was like amazed by it. Like, I, I, I don't have the stamina for that yet. Yeah. I have to build up oh. for it. But yes, yeah. they did it. And they were, and I'm, I'm quite jealous, actually. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I, I want to do it. To me, that's a proper way to do it. I'm not saying if you go up halfway and, and do it, it's not right. I mean, you, everyone has their own way of doing sure. it, you know, but right if i do it that's how i want to do it you know what sure. i mean and uh, but i, I gotta got, build I... up to that and to me it's like fuji's sure. like my grand finale a lot of people that's the only mountain they ever climb in japan and good for sure. them i mean that's great that that's that's sure. the that's the big daddy you know so um but for me that's kind of like my send-off you know like i like there's there's you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the Hyakumeza on the 100 famous mountains in Japan. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Tochigi has its own Hyakumeza. I mean, they're, they're tiny, you know, 400 right, meters. Right, right, but, right. But I, yeah, you know, I, I try. prefectures have it, yeah. Yeah, so, but I try and hit all the all the minor ones that I can just because. Right on. You know, like, to me. Something to strive I've, for. Yeah, I've learned more about just um, all the little nooks and crannies of Tochigi Prefecture that even people live, born here and live, grew up here are like, oh, I didn't know about that. You know, you know more about this place than I do. And I'm like, sure. I just go out and explore, man. You know, so. Just go out and explore. Yep. I tell that to my all the time, my coworkers. And they're like, where'd you go this weekend? I'm like, yeah, I went to camping in Okutama. They're like, what? Nobody goes to Okutama. Or I'm just talking about areas around here. And then they're mm-hmm. like, it's, yeah, they're just, they're just surprised by that we're out here exploring this stuff and they're not into it. But yeah. And, and it's always nice seeing um, other people out there hiking, especially their reaction when they see me. <laughs> you know, right, right. Yeah, and they're really know. cool, aren't they? Like, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, konnichiwa, what are you doing? Where are you from? Like, yeah. what are you doing out here? And you're like, they, they always want you to say, 
Japan is beautiful, but it mm -hmm. is beautiful. They want to hear it. They're Japanese are really um, patriotic, the word, but uh, mm -hmm. they, they, they love to well, hear. They're, they're um, proud of their, they're, they're proud, proud of their country, which and, they and should it, be. That's I not was, a negative, which they I should was going to say <laughs> there's a lot to be proud of, of this country, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. So I think it, it makes them feel good when we say, yeah, we're out here. Oh, kidane. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. And they're like, oh, you like it? Oh, come on in. Like, all yeah. right. Um, yeah. So I, I love that stuff and interacting with Jeff, especially like meet Oji Sans up there and talk yep. to him and share mm -hmm. a sandwich with, or sometimes they got a flask of whiskey or something. Like, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great the, the random people you meet. And um, sure. Um, so, like, um, how many places in Japan have you actually been hiking? And in terms of, I guess, prefectures or mountains, or, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. So I can't say exactly but i mean I've not, been not like a specific from... number right but <laughs> no but i mean i've been everywhere from hokkaido to the very bottom of okinawa at iriomote okay. island which is mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful places on earth so um i haven't really hiked and i plan on going to beppu and kyushu soon uh, whenever i'm allowed so i'm going to hike the uh, kuju mountain range where mount aso and stuff like that mm -hmm. but i've hiked uh quite a lot in the nico area my, my main home base is really um yamanashi prefecture which is the okay. fuji five lakes stuff like mm -hmm. that that's um my main base and also the tanzawa mountain range which is uh mount tanzawa mount tonadake mm -hmm. so all, everything's close to mount fuji and uh, shizuka also which is really close to me all these places i mean like going back to watching youtube and syntax 77 and i was watching this guy and i always thought like oh that's too far for me to go like that's a long drive but he used to drive like from um philadelphia area all the way down to tennessee or something just for right. a hike and I, yeah. that really motivated me to say hey I, I can do stuff like that like when i was in maryland i drove from maryland to uh upstate new york just for a hike and then came back that same day so um damn, i do that damn, in japan okay. now yeah. now yeah now i'm like uh i'm gonna drive four hours to oze I could do yep. that. That's nothing. Four hours is nothing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, I'm one hour. Like I said, I'm one hour from Shonan with the beach, which I love doing a paddleboard and stuff like that too. So, and then I'm I'm also one hour, one an hour and a half from uh, going to Yamanashi Prefecture. I could be at Mount Fuji in you know an hour and a half. So that's cool. That's my home base. Yeah, I mean you're you're in a cool spot. Like I'd love to. My my goal is uh, to cl uh, climb mountains, but to hike more in your area as well as uh, you know like Nagano and uh, Nagano's great and, yeah, too yeah. i also go there yeah yeah so there's some great camping areas in nagano and uh that's a, that's what i'm split like uh, if i, I gotta go on a trip I, I i work uh, i'm an office worker let's say that i'm not a salary man but i work for five days a week like a regular during the normal days i mean i'm right. working at home now and mm -hmm. most of the time but the so weekend is my thing so i got a plan like am i gonna go for a hike or am i gonna go for a camp i you know you really gotta decide what you're gonna do because japan's not where you can just climb a mountain and set up a tent in most no, places, no. not like the states, you can just go for it, right? But uh, here, you got to camp in the specific area most of the time. Sometimes yeah. you can find other places. So, yeah, I tried to decide what I'm going to do this weekend. Am I going to go camping or hiking or am I going to paddleboard or snowboarding? Or it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So, uh, out of all of your hikes, I, I think I mentioned this in in um, one of my earlier shows about hiking, uh, like a dangerous situation that, sure. that I got into. Um, what is the... Um, if you've had one, what's the most dangerous situation you've gotten into and how'd you get out of it? Uh, in Japan? Yeah, uh, in Japan that. or uh, maybe just hiking in general. No? I got lost in Dolly Sods, West Virginia once. That was a little okay. bit scary. So, uh, but but I, I knew there was a fire road somewhere, so I did end no, up. But no I never really... 
no banjo music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no banjo music. Yeah, so. okay. West Virginia is actually very beautiful. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised. No, I've, like, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I've never been there, but I've seen photos and it's, it looks beautiful. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah. yes, that's the idea of what I got when I thought of West Virginia. But once that, now that I've been there, I'm like, well, okay, I won't make fun of it. But uh, um, in well, Japan, people make fun of Texas all the time. So I'm, I'm that's true. Yeah. That's true. And Texas is great. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, I wouldn't say anything dangerous in Japan, really. I mean, mm. um, I was so out of shape the first time I climbed Mount Fuji. I had a tough time, but uh, yeah. nothing dangerous. So, Did you get uh, like thought, altitude sickness or something up there? Or no, or? I I mean it, maybe in my head I was thinking like, oh my god, I can't breathe. Plus back then I was like a heavy smoker, so and mm. you know they're like, yeah, get oxygen. And I'm glad I didn't because uh, you see people on there sucking on oxygen now. You're like, oh my god, it's only twelve thousand feet. I mean, right. uh, Mount Everest base camp sixteen thousand feet, right? So uh, right. <laughs> a little embarrassing. But if you need it, take it. I'm not uh, shitting on anyone. Yeah, I mean that, but, they're they're trying yeah. it, you know. So they're trying it exactly. So. Well, I know yeah, there's no, like I'm a, sorry. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say no dangerous situations that I can think of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, no, have you ever encountered like a wild animal out here in Japan? Like the, a bear yeah, or a see, wild boar? Yeah. I've seen, yes, I've seen all that. I've, I've pretty much seen everything. I've seen the the cerro, the like the little, I, forget, I don't know the exact name. I think they call it cerro or something like that. But I've mm. uh, seen wild boar in Tanzawa mountain range, deer, of course, whitetail all the time. Oh, yeah, the, the deer uh, everywhere here. Yeah. I've never oh. came across the bear, though. Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, there, there was a story a few years ago about a guy in, was it Gunma maybe who, um, a 70 year old man who encountered a bear sure. in, on his hike and he karate chopped it in the face and it ran off or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> damn. yeah, I was like, damn grandpa, you know, <laughs> that, that's how you get rid of the bears, you know, but the bears here, I mean, they're still probably dangerous but sure. they're, they're not really that big compared to what we sure. imagine as bears, you, you know? Do, you do hear bear of bear attacks, of course, you know, yeah. and it's mostly like an old lady working in her field or something like that. So yeah. Hokkaido's a different story, though. They got the big brown bears, right? So yeah. I, I used to hike with when I first got into hiking with the, you know, the Japanese have the bear bell. We don't really have that in the States, right? Yeah. The bear, yeah. And, but the, recently I stopped using the bear bell. I'm not really uh, feeling. I haven't really. I've never used it, to be honest. Maybe. You know, I, I felt I've never needed. I've never encountered a bear yet. Um, I always see the signs for it, but the sure. the, the worst you know I've encountered is you know a random monkey here. Or there. <laughs> That's about oh, the it. monkeys. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. In Nagano. Yeah. yeah. I'd like so. to see a bear. Actually, I'd like to get one on film. My, right. my channel out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as he's know. over there, you know. <laughs> right. Well, what I heard is, I think the most dangerous one animal to encounter here is the wild boar you know they'll, they'll mm -hmm. attack you the bears are pretty much too. you know kind of scared of you you know so yeah i saw a little a wild boar when i was in tunzala mountain range the other time it was a baby he ran right by us and then i don't like my mother must be around here somewhere but i don't want to mess with that <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so now you you've been hiking obviously other places you know than japan um where in the states have you been hiking? Because there's a lot of cool trails to go hiking all over the all over the country, you know. So well, I was in Maryland uh, mm -hmm. from 2015 to 18, so that's right around the time I really got into YouTube. I had a YouTube channel um, before that, as I mentioned. I think I signed up 2008, 2009, mm -hmm. but I didn't really put anything on there. Just junk. I didn't I didn't know how to make videos or anything. Not that I know how to make videos now, but I'm trying. But uh, oh, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I like I like your the, your style of videos. You know, oh, to be you're honest. Very kind. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. 
Mm. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I got into um, hiking in the Maryland. I, actually, um, I, I read the book called uh, A Walk in the Woods. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They made it into a movie, which is kind of a terrible movie. But the book was really great. And uh, it was a guy hiking the Appalachian Trail. And that okay. got me like, oh, I would love to get on the Appalachian Trail. And it just so happens the Appalachian Trail goes through Maryland. So okay. people that aren't familiar with the Appalachian Trail, it's from Georgia to Maine. Uh, the hiking trail that people do usually take three to six months or something to hike. Yep. So I did get to go on that. I was very close to Shenandoah. National Park in Virginia. Um, I hiked it, as I mentioned earlier, I went up to New York to Catskill Mountains to hike, West Virginia, all, all around. Uh, I hiked when I was uh, in the States, I, everywhere on the East Coast, North Carolina. I even went down to Georgia for some uh, little hiking. So. Yeah, yeah. So that Appalachian Trail is one I'd, I'd like to do, but uh, oh, like kind of like Fuji, it's like, man, I, I want to set aside like three months and just do the whole thing you know you what i mean be dedicated because so, <laughs> yeah. you're not working right you got to be dedicated yeah. to do yeah. that and uh, sleep in hostels sometimes and stuff like that so right now or the I pct just, yeah yeah i mean i don't have the the time the money plus i can't really travel there right now so right, you know, right, so, right, right, right right um but something to strive for in the future you know if you want yeah. if you wanted to do that so. hell yeah um yeah. i hear the slovenian trail in um in mm -hmm. eastern europe is is really beautiful as well Man, there's so many trails. I yeah. want to do them all. My, I, I mean, can, I, I like to go yeah. to, you know, South America, Peru, Machu Picchu. You know, like, oh my god, there's so many yeah. places that I'd like to go, and I'm like, it's endless, damn. right? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I'm I'm getting older. At some point, it's going to be like I need to do the car, get into the car camping stuff. Actually, I one of the I started a YouTube channel, and I, I, it <laughs> was going to be a, a, a camping car, it was like an RV channel, because I I did have an RV. I had a uh, uh, I was a ask you I had about a that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had a high ace. Um, I had it converted. Everything in there was so sweet. It was one of the best, best uh, few months of my life when I had it. But it ended up got stolen. Man, how, okay, <laughs> okay. Tell the story <laughs> yeah. behind that because I because I saw a picture of that. I was like, damn, you you really pimped that out, man. And then oh man, did you say it got it stolen? Like, what was it? Don't we? Was that here in Japan? It was here in stole. Japan. It was here in Yokohama, man. It's what like, the hell? Uh, what what happened with that? Because that's rare. Oh, you know, you get a car stolen. About, <laughs> I know. I know. It's painful memory, you know. <laughs> the only two things I've ever had happen in Japan is one got my car stolen, and right. once my wife got a perch snatched snatched by a motorbike. Other yeah. than that, Japan's yeah. all safe. So I don't want to sound like I'm complaining here, but yeah. that bastard stole my car, and I'll never forgive him. So I just parked out here in front of my house, and then I learned later that Hiaces, Toyota Hiaces, are the number one stolen car in Japan. I don't know if it's still like that, but it, it's probably way up there. So uh -huh. apparently they, the cops stole us. They stole it, drove it. I live in Yokohama, uh -huh. uh, which is a port city. So they stole it, drove it straight to the part to the port, put it in a shipping container, and either sent it to the Philippines or Dubai. So they use them uh, for government people because they hold like 13 passengers okay. right mine didn't because when he stole it he probably didn't know it was a camping car yeah. right but it, ha it didn't have seats in there or anything it had bed like a bed and refrigerator and kitchen right. and all that so God, um, yeah. that, shit oh, that, that's, that, that, that sounds <laughs> painful now i've heard of like you know um people's you know high-end cars you know like someone will come at night and just just steal the car at nighttime you know i, I you know like i um the mafia or something will do it but sure you know i i've never heard of you know just someone's high ace being jacked right and, you know well that's so. what they were it was a network you know to to be able to put it in the shipping container send it right out they were right. at, they were like little uh chimpita punks you know the, the lowest of the lowest of the yakuza you know yeah They'd go do that and they actually caught the guy a year later they found our they found our license plate in his junkyard or something like that so Man, but it was so. a year later we already had the insurance and stuff like that but, yeah uh, but i mean you got some sort of justice out of it right so 
yeah, stay back. No, yeah, like, you, <laughs> yeah. See, you still got so that's a sore spot. Yeah, <laughs> because I I want that back. Like that was the greatest time that of of when I was in Japan. We travel around just to leave on a Friday night after work and head out and stay at a Michinoeki if you're familiar. With hell yeah, Michinoeki. hell yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's like that's cool, bro. That's like mm-hmm. that's you you know you're out there. You stay at a Michinoeki. You can stay at a campground if you have time. But if you don't, you just stop at the roadside station. The yeah. new ones have Wi-Fi and stuff. Not that yeah. that's a real thing. We don't need Wi-Fi to be out in nature, but uh, it's kind of cool when it's you're a chilling, convenience. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's a convenience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a convenience so that's yeah. what i'm into that's i, I did that the uh, my my um hokkaido video that i did in uh, october 2019 we went mm. to hokkaido sapporo rented the rv and drove around cool. for five days which wasn't nearly enough uh, to explore hokkaido but yeah. uh yeah. We, we did that and that was really fun so yeah. i love camping car and so our they call it camping car but RV yeah or, yeah yeah I, i'd like to get one myself uh someday did you say yeah. you're in chotigi mm-hmm. so you're in the nico area or yeah, yeah. So I live in Utsunomiya City. Um, okay. But yeah, I can drive up to Nikko um, near like Toshogu in that that area. That's like 23 kilometers away. Um, There's some so, straight great mountains that you probably already know. I'm sorry for telling you this if you already know, but uh, above uh, Mount uh, Chuzan, Chuzan Ziko and stuff. Mm-hmm, You're familiar with mm-hmm. that area? Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's uh I've, I've climbed a lot of mountains up there oh, right on. i've, I've right climbed on. nantai twice which is very visible all over tochigi pretty much right on so, uh it's not the tallest mountain in tochigi but it's one of it's the most visible um i guess you could consider Sh- niko shirane part of tochigi it's on the border of gunma and okay. Tochigi, but it's actually the tallest mountain in all of kanto oh wow okay yeah and um i uh i climbed that in 2014 I think that may have been the first solo hike I did, and it's the tallest one. But uh, damn, yeah, it's it. <laughs> it, oh man, it's some of the most beautiful. Like I have some yeah. recent pictures uh, on my Instagram, so I found my some old photos. I, I love your Instagram, there. by the way. Beautiful Thank you, pictures. Yeah. thank you. So I, I want to talk to you about photography too, because uh, sure. I'm I'm just now starting to get into that. And so I, I I really you 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 probably know more about the cameras than I do. So, but um, I I, I kind of want to pick your brain on that too but sure no i, I went hiking in um nico shirane about two, 20 summer of 2014 and that was that was amazing it, it's just everywhere you look is beautiful and it, it's very diverse you know it's a very diverse mountain Absolutely. And, um once you get to the top on a clear day it would have been amazing and it was clear it was sunny but there was just mm. a lot of uh, it was summertime you know japanese summers are ah, you know, the worst uh, yeah clouds <laughs> yeah. and haze you know sure. so right uh but man the, the the little lake on there is is just pure blue you know there's ah, the yeah. the deer you could you could walk up to the deer and they're they're not skittish they're not scared you know they're, so they're great just, yeah and they're not begging for food they're just like chilling you know so um but that that hike so i started maybe eight o'clock in the morning and it took about four and a half hours to climb up mm, to the top hike yeah <laughs> and then about i took another way down so there's multiple paths right and that's took, the best that's yeah. the best and the way down it took me about five hours so it was like a nine Whoa. and a half yeah oh. it was a nine and a half well i stopped a lot to you know just uh, take pictures and sure and just enjoy where i because there's it's there's like in between each trail there's like these big open areas and it's like a completely new scene so you kind of want to take that all in and and look around before you move on you know so a lot of it was me just you know um not you know just not going straight down the path which is i don't think any 
one who hikes really does that, you know? So, uh, right, right. Just put I your see, head down and go and smell yeah. the roses while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. I see trail runners though, especially on Nantai. Uh, they, they have guys no are hardcore. Yeah. No, no, no sticks. No, they're just uh, jogging down no. the mountain. I'm like, damn, you know? So, <laughs> but they're, um, they're blue, like blue water. I'm, I'm sorry. Speaking yeah. of blue water and stuff, you, you must be fairly close to Goshikinuma. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. And, that's, uh, yeah. Goshikinuma yeah. is actually near Nikoshirane. That's, uh, that's the, the five of, color lakes. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a great area. I hiked over there mm-hmm. not too long ago. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, all around, uh, Chuzinji Lake is a lot of cool mountains. You know, I climbed Shazan about, um, a little over a year ago, 2019. That was good. And then there's a few others, uh, but, um, yeah, Nico, man, Nico's, Nico's a great place. Um, Jose the, is on my hit list that I didn't get to do. I mean, I went, I visited Jose and saw mm-hmm. the boardwalk and stuff. Yep. And we saw the, the bear sign and we're like, mm, not right now. We're not ready. But the, now, now that I looked it up and I'm like, uh, I got to do this hike. So yeah. I want to camp there. People stay at the rest oh, yeah. stops. Right. But I, I want to actually pitch a tent and I heard you can do that. So yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. some parts of, uh, Jose, you can, um, I know, uh, up near Nico, Senjo Gahara is kind of like a mini version of that. It's, when I say mini, okay. like really, really tiny version of that. Um, but it's up past Nantai, like you're in between like Yumoto on, Onsen. Okay. And it, apparently the history of Senjo Gahara is uh, a giant centipede and a giant snake Ooh, fought. I love those stories. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> and and the aftermath was this Senjo, was this moor. Like, I guess... It's not a swamp it's a moor if, if that's you know mm-hmm. makes any sense but it's syndrome sure. and it's just even in the lush green times it it looks like sort of a, a burnt out sort of kind of almost like an eeriness to it you know what i mean so sounds beautiful of course, I always... of course it's yeah beautiful especially in the fall if you if you ever go up to nico in the fall i know a lot of people do but it's uh it's one of the most beautiful places in Japan. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Nico mm-hmm. is great. It's, it's, you see pictures of postcard, Nico, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, but that's like you're saying about the centipede and stuff. I always want to do the hikes that have that tied to it, you know, like some kind of story tied to it. Like right. Naguma is the, I'm sure you're familiar with the the um, one that's on my list that I, re- that I really want to, one that's on my list that I really want to do is, um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm fine. sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, one. I'm uh, <laughs> sorry, repeating this, but uh, you heard of, I think it was a JL or I don't know if it's a JL or Anna, but flight one, two, three that crashed in uh, Guma Mountains. Oh, yeah. like no, in no. I, oh, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah. it was 89. I don't get me right. right there, there's a plane crash and there's a site in the mountains where the plane crashed. I want to hike to that site, you know, so I got the story of, uh, I want to tell the story, tell the story of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh hell yeah, like man! That. that that sounds right. cool, man. Like, let me right? know when you just, do that. I'm, I might want to join you on that one. That, yeah. That'd be cool. We should do yeah. that then. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. We'll talk about cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that one, and then also like Aokigahara Forest. Like, not I know it has a bad name. People go there. Like, you search Aokigahara. Don't, don't be on Jake YouTube. Paul, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Even now, you search yeah. Aokigahara. The top video is like, I found a dead body. Like, to- total total bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. Aokigahara to me is like, I, I, you go in there and you, you feel. You, as you mentioned earlier, the magical was a good word. Like I, I yeah. feel, I feel, I feel life in Alcagara. Like it's, right. it's just. I mean, you got the green. It's so lush green, the moss, and then you got mm-hmm. the trees growing on top of the, the the lava from the Mount Fuji. So it, right. you know, out of death that the the lava life. flow went there, yeah. life grew on top of it. So yeah. that that's a story to me. That's what I look for the story. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with you. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm not particularly 
any specific uh, religion. You know, you know, I had one that I grew up, but like I, sure. the older I get, the the more, you know, I, I relate to you know being out in nature. So it's it's almost like, um, you know, like you said, you know, it's a place of death. You know, a lot of suicides happen in that forest, but sure. you know, a lot of those, I guess, souls, if you want to say, I don't know you know how no that's, how far you want to get into that no, i would agree with that those, <laughs> yeah. all those souls are still maybe in there in, in some sure. way and so there's there's there is a life to it you know so um there is yeah, yeah. so it's a it's it's very interesting like um you know i've been hiking in in the states you know colorado's absolutely gorgeous love that i'd like to go to um, montana montana oh, somewhere yeah. yeah bro yes yeah um but even down in like um arizona too you know like Beautiful. I, uh, I watched you. I watched YouTube. <laughs> you know, yeah, Utah. Yeah, I yeah, am, yeah man. There are so many places. You know, so, but so many places. Yeah. Out of those places, though, like it's breathtaking, and I've been there. But Japan is the only one that left me feeling like there's something left over. I get it. I, like you know what I mean. And, I get and, it. Yeah. I'm sure there's other places in the world like that, but it's just there's a there's something else around here that's uh, my co-worker told me that i and this is getting into the religious stuff but my co-worker told me that you go into places like that a soul goes into you and a piece of them is into you so i don't know like i don't want to sound silly about this but like sometimes like the first time i went to osaka castle mm-hmm. i don't know why but tears ran down my face and it felt like like i was here before like something yeah something I don't, I don't know what it is something was here before and i feel like that in the woods sometimes in nature in japan like i, I was here before i don't know what it is mm-hmm. what draws you in like that but it's something mm-hmm. mystical that sucks you in like uh, i don't yeah, know what it is i get what you're saying it, yeah it's it's interesting man so like the area where um where my business is it's built near utsunomiya's castle park and right on and yeah. actually <laughs> It's new. It doesn't really have a castle anymore. It, there's a, there's a the replica. Browns, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's a replica built of what used to be there. Sure. Um, but basically, that was the site of a major war during the Boshin Wars. You know, so there's a lot of death that happened in the grounds around that. Right. You know, because right. you you see an old model. They have, they have a mini museum there. There's an old model of what it looked like back. You know, in Edo and Meiji times, right? And and there was, you know, a major war fought there. So there's a lot of death and destruction there. And sure. so even around the little neighborhoods around there, you know, there's still something in the air, you know, that there's something, something happened the here. Yeah. Something happened here. So that's what I feel about. Like when I'm camping, like people are like, how's Japan? You, did you go to Akihabara or these, you know, these, these Shinjuku, like mm-hmm. that's what you're interested in. Like, I, I understand like people that aren't, haven't been in Japan. That's what they are interested in at first Tokyo and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm like, if you really want to get the true essence of Japan. And I said this in a video <laughs> before, but the, when I sit on a, a riverbank or something and just watch the river going by, mm-hmm. I'm saying this is the same exact view as a samurai set on this spot. Yeah. You know, not even a samurai, a village or anybody. Anyone, like this yeah. view is exactly the same. There's no building here. There's nothing uh, Japanese from 1700s or way before. You know, it, this is I'm seeing exactly what they yeah. say. So so that's, you kind of get the spirit of what it meant. You know what I mean? To be I think I think that's that's what it is. I think that's, you know, the people in a bygone time have experienced the same thing. Thing. And so you kind of connect with that. Um, there are there are two Japans really. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I do like a lot of the cities of Japan. Like one sure. of my favorite things sure. to do is you know nighttime city life photography. Sure. You know, like when when, when yeah. I got into that. So I, it's kind of my. I, so I guess um, 
I'm really into like um, like Taoism, you know, you know, Chinese Eastern philosophy as well, you know. And so I I always feel there's a sort of duality to everything in life. And even in like my hobby of, you know, my of doing photography, like I love taking nature and landscape for, you know, photographs, but also nightlife and busy city lights, you know, so very, very contrasting things, but they both draw me in, you know, so. I get um, it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's, it is two Japans. You're absolutely right about that. So, yeah. yeah. And that's why, and I love both. Uh, obviously I love one more than the other, but I still love, I still, you know, like, I mean, Tokyo is one thing. Um, I've been yeah, to all their own separate. Yeah. yeah I, I've been to all the, you know, the, the big places in Tokyo and don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy visiting there. And, uh, you know, unless I had like a job centered there, I, I wouldn't choose to live in Tokyo. Um, yeah, but absolutely. you know, yeah. I, I enjoy Yokohama. I enjoy Osaka. I enjoy Kobe. Right. Like I enjoy all these other cities, but uh, something about Tokyo is just like, it's sure. I wouldn't say it's pretentious. I mean, there's a lot of people that live there, but sure. Um, yeah. the fashion world and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and like I and, said, and, I, I'm in Yokohama, which is the second biggest city in Japan. Right. But right. Yeah. I'm, my, my goal is not to go into Yokohama. My goal for me is to get out of Yokohama and go to the other places. So that's mm-hmm. just how I feel. That's what I feel I'm doing with the YouTube channel is like people know about this other stuff, manga and sushi and Tokyo and Yokohama and stuff like that. Like I, I want to, I said this, I'm sorry, I keep saying this, but I keep saying this on my videos is like, yeah. people don't know that Japan is 70% forest. You know, that's the yeah. kind of thing I'm trying to teach them. Like, Japan is mountainous. Look at the uh, map of Japan. It's yep. green and brown in the middle all the way through. So people just don't know about that stuff. And yeah, of course, Japanese knows, but what I want some foreigners to come to Japan knows. And right. Yeah. Right. I don't want to be a travel channel or anything like that. I mean, it's not my kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I, first of all, I don't want to be a personality. I'm not, I don't like, I, I hate pointing the camera at myself. I yeah. absolutely hate it, but sometimes you got to do it. If it was up to me, I would make only B roll videos, but no one's going to watch that. Right. So, right. uh, I know I'm never going to be currently Hannah or uh, Chris abroad or anything like that. It's not even my goal. I never even want to monetize my channel, but I want to show different goals for what you want to do. Right. Different goals. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, no, man, uh, I'm exactly with you. Like I've, when I first started doing YouTube, you know, I I was trying to do, even then, you know, I was doing kind of typical J vlogger type things, but even then I kind of wanted to do something a bit different. And I, I hated pointing the camera at myself but i knew i had to build that skill up in a way so it is it's something you get used to yeah sure and uh, i never really get used to holding camera and i always when i'm holding the camera and mm you probably came across this too and somebody walks on the oh god damn it i'm so sorry then someone walks on the trail coming the other way and you're Mm -hmm. like do i look like an asshole carrying this camera in my face like yeah like i I don't want (laughs) to yeah so that's why if i ever do like these walk and talk videos or something i'll try to find somewhere where there's not going to be a lot of people because I'm, sure. I'm very self-conscious about it you know like uh, i'm still am and uh but when i'm doing out hikes you know like um i don't mind doing a little mini little bit of narration but most of mine now just focus on the what my view of what the trail looks like you know sure 
like because that's, that's what pe that's what people are looking to see when they click the video is not yeah. my face but what i'm seeing as i'm exploring through this exactly place, you know? so, exactly and yeah. i like like channels like uh what's his name currently hannah but the oh, what's the guy in the states the craig adams like i don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with him they're making like silent hiking videos now that's okay. really getting getting big not that we want to copy we want to make our own so um they're making the hiking video where you're just showing the, the nature the sounds especially I'm, I'm really into audio too so i you okay. know i got the mic pro and stuff like that but uh good good, um, good earphones and yeah that's yeah. a good one <laughs> yeah that's a good one i'll tell you all about anything you want to know but uh cool, yeah, yeah that man. i'm really into doing those kind of videos and and i also like doing the voiceover instead of doing <laughs> the camera in my face but so once i get out there i'm like no one's gonna want to watch this no one's want to watch b-roll and stuff like that so mm. okay here's the camera in my face like i did recently i did that christmas hike and uh yep. you know near mount fuji but uh I, I as much i just i really don't like doing that to be honest yeah i don't want uh, i don't want to be a personality i want the trees the forest the mountains the lakes the oceans i want all that to be the personality to be the star yeah i get to be you the star exactly yeah. and um yeah so like um just seeing different scenes from not just japan but uh, you know other places in the world it's just it that's what draws me to want to go to these places you know like sure. i have a, a friend uh, we went to the same college in texas and she now lives in alaska and wow, awesome she's a flight nurse <laughs> i think so oh wow all right on so but like summertime man some of her hikes she went on I'm like alaska is alaska that's a hidden amazing. gym you know yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely i could live there yeah. more and more i'm feeling like i could live in the i never really thought about it before but more and more i'm feeling there vice put out a video recently of people mm -hmm. in japan i don't know if you caught it it was like foreigners in japan that are now moving away since covid started mm. and they're moving all out into the countryside and houses are cheaper and the, the government will subsidize you moving out into the country in some places so yeah. um, that's something i thought about looking into is maybe getting moving to hokkaido or something yeah man <laughs> yeah. like um yeah. yeah i mean hokkaido see i'm you know, growing up in, in Texas, we didn't really get too much cold weather. And, you know, ah, I've, I've, I've experienced like my, well, <laughs> yeah. I used to like winter when I lived there uh, because it was rare to get cold and snow. But now that I've, sure. you know, lived in a place where we about seven years ago, we had a lot of snow here. It was like the mm. worst snow. Times are changing, right? Yeah. So but now I, I hope it doesn't snow because I don't like shoveling it. I don't like changing my <laughs> tires. You know what I mean? So like, I feel you. <laughs> I, my favorite season in Japan. A lot of people look, think I'm crazy, but I love the summer here, man. Yeah, man, we're totally opposite. I yeah. freaking hate the summer. I mean, plus yeah. I'm a fat bastard, right? So the yeah. <laughs> summertime yeah. is no good for for me. But the, well, I love winter time myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, autumn I guess would be my favorite. Autumn oh. season in Japan is everyone is loves great. autumn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I guess they second. all have good seasons. Sakura, uh, the the Sakura season in April is yeah. great. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I don't say I totally dislike summer because that's my paddleboard time. I mean, yeah, my, exactly. my surfing time, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But like like for summer for me, um, you know I'm used to hot weather, which is fine. But like Japan almost becomes downright tropical. I'm sure you've you know experiences. You know, like the yeah. not only the heat, the humidity, but the the it, everything comes to life. There's just ambient sounds of bugs everywhere right. and it's cicadas, just this yeah. buzzing yeah. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. and right, to me right. that with like you know um with the cold cold beer on an on, a, on an afternoon it's just I, I feel know, you now, sounds, that, now cool. that you're saying yeah. that i'm like yeah. i kind of yearn for it i'm like yeah, yeah. you're right a cold yeah. beer like out there yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. just hard for me to camp in the summertime because i can't sleep it's in the tent it's, oh, so it's so hot freaking it's so hot, hot. But, mm -hmm. but, but 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 if i go to chiba or something and mm. camp on the beach which we can do yeah you know, something like that i can dig yeah so yeah um i'm curious if you've ever um 
Like I went to Burning Man here about here. Almost, yeah, five, Burning yeah, Man was here. It, it's called Burning Japan. Yeah. And, what? Uh huh. I didn't and, even know that. Yeah. Like actually, I have a lot of footage that I took from it. That I'm, I'm gonna check gonna, it out if it's uploaded. <laughs> not yet. So like, okay, okay, okay. Basically, I, I shot all this footage. And I interviewed a lot of people there. Like when I say interview, wow. like I just I just chatted with random people I encountered because there were so many different people from. And you like, were filming it while you're doing that. I was yeah. It was like a four day thing. So um, right on, man. Yeah, yeah, but basically, I had I had most of it edited and thrown together mm. for my old channel. But then when I got sure. rid of that, I deleted all the footage. But I still had it on my camera. Oh, okay. So okay. I so I salvaged that, and I, and now I'm going through the process of I'm I'm changing direction of how I want to present it, but it's going to sure. be up sometime. But it, it's about you know four and a half or far, sorry about five and a half years too late. But uh, it better Doesn't late matter. than never, right? Yeah. I mm -hmm. would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, man. So basically, yeah, that was that was a trip, man, because uh, that was only the third year it had been in Japan. Wow! And every I didn't year it was here. Yeah, every year they kept hopping around because they were, it was hard for them to get permits for something like this. Okay. Because uh, so basically, when it came up to it was in Tochigi. That's where I went. That's why I went. Mm. And um, it was a four day thing. It was up in uh, Iwafune, which is in this little area that was used for like outdoor concerts and stuff, right? Okay. And um. I would, I would say max number of people that were there over the four days was about 300 or so. Okay. Not that yeah, many. So it was very, very small. Uh, and when I, I got there on the first day and it was, in, you know, mostly empty, it was like three or four tents up. And then my friend and I, we set up our tent. And then by the end of the second day, it, there was like, literally it became a tent city. Like there was like uh, neighborhood and streets and neighborhoods. And like there was, and everything was free. It was like a very barter, chill. you know, it was like, people there was like an odin bar and a, and a cheese and wine bar and but it's like everything is share and share like there's no money no, Bro, no concept of money yeah i love um, that there was Community. music of yeah music yeah. of all types people just jam like there was so many pickup jam bands you know like some uh japanese hippie guy brought like this big didgeridoo that he had and they were playing that and there was right you know, on man and it was um but then there was like a whole section of like dubstep or like 80s rock i mean there were different areas sure, just sure. different music and people were just dancing and having a good time man and I then dig that. Um, and that's, yeah i dig that yep so and it and it's very much art focused like burning man is so sure there, this the theme was like the future so like there was even someone even made like a little go-kart that looked like a ufo and you'd see like little kids driving it around at night like look like little alien UFO fly, flying around, yeah. So it was, it was cool. We got some festivals like that over here, like the Green Room Festival, like the mm -hmm. slightly stupid. I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but like everything, reggae. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. I'm all yeah. over the place. Mm -hmm. So then and it, it's chill, it's chill. I like the Japanese hippie dudes. In fact, one dude next to me like sparked up a joint. I'm like, whoa, whoa, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. you had that dude on, right? About which I watched yeah. this episode. Yeah, he like passed it to me. I'm like, mm, mm, uh, it's like nah, in oh, Japan, man. no, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm good, but I appreciate it. Let me smell yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe catch a contact or something. All right. I was here back when shrooms were legal and stuff like that were sold on the corner stores. I, I heard about that, man. I was I came here like 2008. So it was after that. But I heard like they in Shibuya, you could just buy like shrooms off the street or something, which doesn't sound the, like the safest thing to do anyway. But <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You know. Uh, but right. that, I mean, that's nuts. As, as strict as Japan is when it comes to the laws, it's like 
that that of all things was i know was, right isn't know. it weird mm-hmm. <laughs> all right yeah. yeah so man it's 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 um it's funny though like japan's attitude towards that but their attitude towards tobacco and alcohol which i'm i'm for that too it's like yeah do what you want but uh right. I mean, it's celebrated here, you know. So, I mean, there's there, yeah. there's shrines that are like, uh, and, and again, I don't know nothing about nothing, but uh, there's mm-hmm. shrines that are like uh, dedicated to hemp, right? Isn't there? I've heard oh, that uh, there's, there's type, a, that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, it was it's a it was an integral part of Shinto, <laughs> right? Up, in, up <laughs> so, until uh, you know, and yeah. it, and it was legal. Oh, well, it was legal for like religious purposes, I think here until the Americans occupied it uh, in World Obviously, War Obviously, they and shut then, it down. Yeah, yeah MacArthur, right? Yeah. Right. No. There, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before, but in Nasu up here in Tochigi, there's a museum, a hemp museum. Oh, really? It's, I didn't it's know actually, that. actually, it's just called Cannabis Museum in Japanese. But uh, what? Yeah. Oh, wow. And little, basically, uh, they tell you the, the history of that used with Shinto. And I would love to learn that. Tochigi was like the highest producer of cannabis in all of the country. And, wow. And there's actually photos of uh, Emperor Hirohito ex- uh, um, inspecting the hemp farms and stuff. Are like, you serious? Hell no. yeah! And, and I knew it grew. Mm, I'm sorry. No, uh, but like, it's it's really entrenched in in the politics here too. Because um, the wife of Shinzo Abe has her own cannabis farm, and she was like on the cover of some magazine where she's has what? the plants. That, dude, <laughs> I didn't I'm, know that. I'm telling you, man. It's. I try it, not to look at it because it hurts yeah. my heart. Like we can't partake or anything like that. So I'm like. Yeah. Uh, not that I would allegedly, whatever, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I, allegedly, I, uh, right? Yeah, so. yeah, allegedly. So, <laughs> yeah. but so, I mean, yeah, the the, mm, the fact mm. that it used to grow wild, and they said it grew wild and all over Hokkaido, and oh, it still does. It still does. It still and, does. Okay, like, that's the, right. The police yeah. have to go through and like burn the fields down because uh, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's just it, it's part of Jap- of Japan's history. You know, you look at some of the old like uh, Edo like um, uh, wood woodcut painting you know like those you know that, oh, that style. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you see it you see it all through there you know so and really i never even yeah. noticed mm-hmm. and so no seriously come come up to nasa and check out that museum it's it's really tiny it's, it's a really list. tiny building yeah <laughs> um yeah so um it's it's just interesting to see how the attitude changed after the occupation and now america is starting to turn around and but japan is still like nope it's not yeah, it's like they're so. brainwashed like i talked to you know people my wife or someone like that i'll be like mm-hmm. hey, think about weed they're like oh my god you know druggy like i'm like oh man but you'll yeah. drink all night like come on man whatever like uh, i found <laughs> japanese who've traveled outside of japan especially to like canada or america have a different attitude towards it they still they say well in japan no mm. which i understand i mean you know it, it's the law is the law here however sure. much you disagree with it you know but but you think um, a country with the many suicides as japan has you know was it thirty thousand or something mm. the year before i don't know if that number's wrong i don't know nothing about nothing to remember that people but uh yeah. well I, I, a high I, number you think oh sorry no oh, no I, I was just gonna say I, I heard that the uh the suicide more people died by suicide in 2020 than, than covid or something yeah. <laughs> isn't that crazy mm. isn't that yeah. insane man mm. so you think they'd be get into those kind of things like not I'm advocating everyone's different, but the, I don't know. I think they could use it. It's better well, than alcohol. Alcohol gets you down and depressed. In my right, experience, right? Yeah. It's like the uh, now they're they're saying that um, uh, they're using some forms of psychedelics to treat depression and PTSD mm-hmm. in, in soldiers and stuff in the U.S. and sure. uh, all, a lot of cities are, are decriminalizing it. For right. They're even talking about you know, uh, so. microdosing psilocybin mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's really interesting stuff. 
Yeah, so I th I think if the si if the hard science comes out, like you know, to Japan's credit, if they see something that's hard science based, they usually adopt it. Mm. And from what I've seen, you know, and um, yeah, there's a stigma behind it, but you know, give give it a <laughs> give it a decade or two, and maybe they'll sure. they'll start to, they'll start. I um, hope so. You know, I you got to think that Shinto and that stuff was created mm -hmm. out of those people. I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful to people who are really into that stuff, but mm -hmm. those guys must have been high, man. Come on, the monks. I, I think like every <laughs> every religion was founded on some sort of right. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> well, like I, I'm sure you've heard this these theories though, but like uh, like uh, Judaism, Christianity, you know, like um, Moses was you know yep. high on DMT when he right? you know, the burning bush yeah, part of the sea uh, yeah. stuff like that or, absolutely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like um um the the secret psychedelic history of like Christmas you know like uh, if you heard all that about the Santa Claus yeah. the red and white and the, the tree and the reindeer eating <laughs> right you know? the berries or they thought yeah exactly. yeah so like yeah. I mean or like even ancient Greek religions you know like the Oracle of Delphi was like they would apparently it was built on this mountain that secreted some sort of noxious gases that would have make people have vision so anyone who went there would actually see visions right because of their they're they getting high. <laughs> high off these gases coming out, out of the rocks but they would attribute that's why the the temple was built there because it was seen as a religious experience so so yeah. interesting mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so like all these ancient chinese religions too you know i mean there it, it all has some something to do deal with 100%. it so yeah mm. so um we're not advocating anything on this program no we're not <laughs> we're not at all <laughs> yeah. but, but it, it's it, it i mean i'm just a lover of history and cultures in general so it's yes. um, so that yeah, that's just stuff sort of fascinates me is um how little people know about their own history too that's you right know? so that's right mm -hmm. yep. so um so you've been other than the three-year stint in back in america was that for that was for work i take it or um that was for work. Well, they they there's always been a rule for the um, civilians that are here working as a GSS government uh, civil service that uh, after five years, they have to go back to the States for two years. They okay. weren't enforcing it for years. They weren't enforcing it. People were just staying here forever. But the, at one point they started enforcing it. So I did have to go back for two years and then I came back again. So my clock is actually ticking out. I do have to go back to the States again in uh, two and a half years, unfortunately. Oh, really? But, uh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I, you can always get a contract job or something like that. But uh, if I want to stay GS, I do have to go back to the States for two years. That's yeah. 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 What's well, interesting though. I mean, like, <clears throat> so I guess you're on like, um, how do how's the visa situation where I'm not really familiar with that. I mean, that's just a special, get on the, it's a special one, right? Yeah. You're on status of force in the agreement, which mm -hmm. to say is you won't, uh, you won't, uh, you got to follow not UCMJ guidelines, which is military, but the, they're pretty strict. You can't just do what you want. And uh, mm. like, like during the COVID, I got to be on eight o'clock. I, I can't uh, do drugs or anything like that. Not they don't test me, but uh, I was going to say, I, you can't I, really I never, do that anyway. I would never, but, <laughs> yeah, I would never but I'm just saying like, you can't, uh, you got, you got to go by their guidelines. And I, I like, they always tell us we're ambassadors and I, I take yep. that to heart. So I, I don't yep. do anything uh, outrageous. I don't do anything crazy. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in, in Japan, I, I, I joke about it now with, you know, my American friends, like Japan is now more free than America is in terms of like, you know, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're under some stricter rules, but honestly, Japan can't lock down, you know, I mean, 
other than some shops closing past eight eight p.m., there's right. not a lot of. Um, they said it has to do with their uh, their rules or their, their government. Uh, I don't know what they call it. Their, the their, constitution, uh, I think. The constitution, right, right, right. right. So which, that's interesting. Which, hey, I, there's a lot of. I don't agree with the Japanese constitution, but this one, I'm like, well, <laughs> sure. You know. But I mean, I, I always advocate people take caution. You know, especially, you know, like I don't really fit into the um, category of a person that's going to get too sick off of COVID, but. I could I could have it and still spread it to people who could you sure. know so I, you know I'm not, right. not going to be an asshole and, and just disregard it you know I'm gonna sure. I guess living in Japan I've kind of adopted a more you know think think about others than yourself sort of attitude you know absolutely um, yeah, I don't so. wear a mask and I mm-hmm. you know we went, we went hiking the other day or camping and I, we went to go buy some meat and stuff or to cook at the barbecue and I walked in the store and I realized I didn't have my mask. I'm like, Whoa, I felt like totally naked. Like, Oh my yeah. God. Like I, <laughs> I ran yeah, back to my yeah, car yeah. and got my mask. Like yeah, if I was in the States, probably I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get yelled at by Karen, but I, I probably, uh, you know, yeah. I, I want to be respectful to the Japanese. So I, I do. Yeah, I have that, to anyway. It's our law. So yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just here, it's, it's a different dynamic, you know, like people do these things, not because they're told to do it, just because they're, they have this sense of community, you know, like it's right. more of a, it's more of a right. group. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, Americans more individual minded and Japan's sure. more group group minded. So they don't necessarily need to be told or forced to lock down because people kind of will generally heed, heed the, the advice, you know, it's totally different in the yeah. States, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> the States is like, a, yeah. and now well, it's even split more because it's like a political thing. So right, like, it's a political like, thing. And, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. just looking at people like, yeah, <laughs> It, it doesn't make sense to me, you know, and, you know, I get, I get it that some people like, well, I shouldn't be told to wear a mask. Well, okay, I get it. But, right, right. Just wear your know, mask, man. Shut up. Mm, like, yeah. Maybe it yeah. doesn't work. I don't know. Fauci said different things, not to get political, but I don't know. Like, I'll wear my mask if it makes them feel good. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we're working at a, you know, running a, you know, business here, you know, with, with customers, you kind of. Sure you don't want to lose that either. So, you know, you know it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter your personal feelings. You got to sure. do what looks good at face value as well. So, you know, we, we follow all the guidelines and stuff as well. Absolutely. So, you know, we're pretty, I, we're pretty I, strict with that. So, yeah. I was thinking about, I, I wrote a little story on the blog, which is not great. I'm not saying it is, but the, about the way Japanese were wearing masks when we got here, right? Like mm-hmm. you came to Japan, you saw people wearing masks and I've never seen anyone wear a mask until I came to Japan. And uh, it figures out that they get very much from, uh, get the, uh, Get, get the um, show, right? Tr- mm-hmm. The sugi tree get, gives them uh, the cedar tree gives them uh, allergies, right? Yeah, big time. That's why they especially started wearing a mask. So. <laughs> especially so up here it, in Tochigi, we, that right, whole right. road up to Nico is nothing but cedar trees. So, so the, and the sugi tree is a beautiful tree, and it's they say great. gods are mm-hmm. in the sugi tree, right? Sometimes you see the white paper with the lightning. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what it's called, but uh, you know, I was thinking that maybe the sugi tree helped save of uh, some a lot of big outbreak in japan because they were already wearing masks you know yeah. from back then so i don't know it's, it's nature tied in with the it's funny maybe that's though. me just rambling but uh, yeah no i know it, it's funny though like the first time my uh, my mom came to visit me here in japan i think 2009 or so it was right when like swine flu was really big over okay. here okay yeah and yeah. she she that. had to wait on the plane like an hour while they were checking everyone's temperature and she said everyone uh, was wearing a mask and that was mm-hmm. alien to her then because uh-huh. you know no one in america wore masks for anything never and japanese or chinese visitors who would people would be like kind of staying away like what's wrong with them that that right but now 
they fucking understand, you know, yeah. now, but, but oh, Japan's just like, yeah. yeah, Japan's just like, man, we've been doing this for <laughs> decades, you know, so. Right, right. You know, it's I mean, kind of funny know. that now, I'm sorry. Now, it's kind of funny now that COVID hits. People are like, uh, people used to be like, yeah, you live in the country. You're not a, you're a country boy. Especially mm-hmm. in Japan, they always call people country people. Like, yeah, it's better to be people, in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're not. In, and also with the the, I follow like some preppers on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you know, people will always make comments like, you're a dork, you're like, you're a prepper. And it's true. A lot of preppers on YouTube are like some fat 300 pound dude with a honey mustard stain on his wife eater, telling <laughs> us how to survive. You're like, just, just this guy doesn't know. But the, the oh, they're also is some good guys you know that'll teach mm. you stuff like and uh that, that's kind of stuff that i got into but no, anyway now i follow them and i'm like people are listening to you now aren't they like <laughs> yeah. you know not that i want anyone to go crazy on prepping but uh living in japan you know with earthquakes and tsunamis mm. and oh, it's, it's good to blowing, have that. yeah man it's, mm. yeah no, I, i've got water and food and stuff like that so you know i just think everyone that's another thing i like to tell people at my coworkers. like do you have extra batteries do you have i, I don't want to sound like a weirdo like a survivalist because i'm not a survivalist you know yeah the world you're, is you're not like one, one of these militia you know it's not right. like this unibomber type people you know right. <laughs> living out in the mountains you know <laughs> hey unibomber when we'll i get into that but yeah okay oh uh, no 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 I, okay <laughs> manifesto had some uh i was gonna you know. say let let's get into that because um <laughs> yeah. i've the more I, I remember at the time when when he was caught and as a kid i'm like oh that guy's crazy you know but right i didn't know also yeah right and then like i started looking into it and i'm not defending what he did with the bombs like absolutely not absolutely yeah. absolutely not um that's taking it too far but you read what like he actually kind of believed in and stuff and I, and I got to thinking there's there's that fine line between going off the deep end which he did and like man he's making a lot of sense in a lot of ways you know and, i think about the the unabomber uh quite often because he's always saying technology <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and i'm gonna come off as a weirdo and i don't no, mean it no, in man. any part that hurts I, anyone like that I get some you. of the stuff you wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah right the technology part of it like mm. we, we need to go back to the olden days or back mm. when technology is ruined i feel that now about like I'm out there enjoying the outdoors, but I also have my camera with me. And I also go to Instagram and put a story like, Hey, I'm on top of the mountain, stuff like that. Like mm. I, and then afterwards I feel, um, I regret it. Like Dude, I shouldn't have posted that. I shouldn't have this camera. I shouldn't, I, I don't know. Like every year, every year around new year's, I delete all my Instagram pictures. Like I start over, like I did mm. that now. I only have like 12 pictures on there. Cause I find myself feeling guilty about it. Like, should I, should I just be soaking it in? Should I just like, no, just enjoying nature all the way. I don't know. I don't know. I okay. I see what you're saying, man. Um, I would. I, I completely understand what you're saying in terms of that, like just you know, just enjoying it and not having to promote it. But right for me, I what I and I always took this attitude when I started taking photos, even before. Like when I started Instagram, I just would take stuff, you know, pictures of funny stuff that I would find. Right. And then once I got on my hikes, I started taking uh, photographs and then more and more people would say, Oh man, that, that looks really good. I'm like, I just pointed the, ca- I just pointed my smartphone camera somewhere and just snapped the photo. You know, like I just said, I always liked, I just wanted someone to see what I was seeing. Sure. And, that, and, that, and that's like a window to what I was seeing. Cause I appreciated that. That's beautiful, man. And, window, and, yeah. and, and that, that's my attitude. That's why I put my stuff up there is, uh, you know, obviously I do a little bit of retouching in Photoshop and stuff, but sure. A lot of actually, to be honest, a lot of the photos I put up, I don't really retouch too much. Um, obviously, you know, some of the more like artsy looking ones, like the cyberpunk sure. stuff, like, uh, yes, I, 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 
but that's from a real photo that I took though, you know, Absolutely. but, but for me, it's like, this is, I just want to share that experience that I had with someone with whoever else will appreciate it. So I don't really care how many likes I get. I just want to share that vision that I had. And if someone else appreciates it, that's great. I've shared Man, that I experience. That, with, you know, that, that's, that's a great way to look at it. And I, I feel mm-hmm. that way too. Like I just want to reach that one person, you know, that one person that says, Hey, I want to go to that spot where you stood. And I want to take that mm-hmm. picture. Cause I've done that. I've watched YouTube videos or saw Instagram pictures that are like, Whoa, that place looks awesome. I am going there and I'm taking that photo, you know, exactly. and, then, mm-hmm. and, and you might take it differently. Cause you don't want to be exactly the same as them, but I, I never feel bad about using Lightroom or Photoshop. Peter yeah. McCannon t- uses Lightroom and Photoshop. So yeah. that's one of the world renowned f- photographers. So, you right. know, it, well, it, like, it's great. Yeah. yeah the re- recently, I went to Oashi Valley in the in November and I took, you know, a couple of I took one photo that, man, I, I can't believe how how well that turned out. And so many, pe- so many people fucking <laughs> yeah. loved it. And right, I'm like, right. man. And, but what inspired me to go there was I've, there's this a photographer I follow on um, on uh, Instagram who takes photos around Tochigi and stuff. And he took. I was out of town that time, but he took a photo of that very same spot and it was just the lush, you know, autumn leaves and everything. I'm like, holy fuck, I want to go there. You know, <laughs> right, it's like you right. said, I want to go there. And I went there the next weekend. Unfortunately, most of the leaves had fallen, but I still was able to capture something, same place, but a different angle, my angle. Your my, angle. My Your unique eyes. angle. And, sure. and yeah. that still was one of my more popular posts. And, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it to brag, but really it is it's like you look at it and it almost looks like a painting and and that's every every time someone someone said oh you took a photo that looks like a painting i'm like i just i just take it but i i kind of attributed that to you know when i was i used to do a lot of art in um in as a kid and in high school and um even though it was a high school art class you know my my art teacher always taught told me about framing sure and since then since then that's no matter if I have a camera or not, I always look at something like, how would I frame, you know, that's just a natural right. thing that I do. Sometimes the thing yeah. doesn't have to be in the center. It's blocked to the side or, you know, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I, that's I always, the photographer's eye right there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so that's what more and more people started saying, man, you, you're really good at this. And I'm like, I don't even, okay, thank you. You know, and you it, are, it's you are really good at that. <laughs> when I get compliments from people, it's, it's yeah. kind of like, wow, you know, that's, so that's what started getting me into like interested in cameras, but I really don't know much about like, you know, I'm learning about like aperture and, you know, all all these things. And it's a bit confusing, but I want to get a a really nice camera. Well, I feel like, you know, I I recently, I'm I'm sorry. I I recently got, I, Mm -hmm. again, I'm learning too. I mean, I started off with my iPhone, you know what I mean? So then you go up to the, you know, I had the the Canon kiss X nine, which is an entry level DSR, but I bought Mm -hmm. like 10 lenses for it. You got to learn, you know, I wasted a lot of money. I was going to say the lenses cost more than the camera (laughs) itself. Right. 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 But now that I got the, went to a full frame mirrorless, I really feel like, wow, this, the, 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 the step. And you know what? I got a full frame mirrorless, um, the RP with the 21 to 105 for $999 on, on, a on B and H photo. But oh, I have a US, yeah. I have a US address box. Okay. So it's easy for me to get stuff shipped from the state. So, but uh, I was so stoked on getting that deal on black Friday. Not that I was out shopping on black Fridays happened to be looking for a camera yeah. then. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, luckily you can get, um, you know, a lot of online shopping now. So that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, um, I, you know, I was asking a few photographer friends, like, what's what's a really good camera I can get for, like, both city 
and nature photography and there you know a lot of like more than one person was like sony a7 III and like Man, okay. you're talking about top of the line though you know yeah you and get I the saw, money for that <laughs> and i saw that and i saw how much it costs i go whoa so, yeah so i was like is there something else i can get that you know baby steps here you know so sure um, yeah so i mean i i would <laughs> recommend my camera but uh you mm -hmm. know everyone's different but i don't know if you're into canon or nikon or, or sony to, to be honest i it i don't i'm not really like a a, a brand okay like, I'm, I'm i think i've heard somewhere like some brands are better at capturing certain things than right. others you know Canon's like color right, right right or if you're looking for nature focus then get this right. or if you're looking for a city that but if you're looking for overall then get this you know and so i've been doing a little bit of research but right on you know i'm man i gotta i got a budget for it you know i'm you know so <laughs> absolutely because right, right, right. those are expensive toys you know so they are expensive you know. like you said the lenses are the ones that really you know hit you <laughs> yeah so um I'll, I'll figure something out um i think you know i want to go for something that's good for overall you know maybe an entry level uh, camera for that have you, have you had a dlsr before um i don't i don't think so the 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 camera that i use right now is uh, this uh it's a sony nex5 i believe and it's was that a point and shoot yeah it's like any okay yeah, next an ex5t it's okay it's not bad but it's uh it's definitely it was you know about two three hundred bucks you know so it's um not the and i i just have the default lens i didn't buy any extra lenses for it so um that's After what this, i've been using actually you sure. know a lot of the photos that i've been putting on instagram are either from this or from my uh my iphone to be honest with you so um it, it really no, doesn't man, matter your recording equipment you it know, doesn't in the end it doesn't yeah. matter but the, i was gonna say after this you you give me your address and i'll send you a camera i got a dlsr for you to play with what really we'll talk about that later oh, don't you okay. we'll talk about right, it later man. yeah okay yeah. well sorry. I, I appreciate it a lot man <laughs> just sitting there i'd rather have someone use it so yeah okay man okay yeah, yeah. wow thank you thank you so uh, no no problem at all yeah so uh you said that you're looking well you're not looking to but you might have to return to the states in the next few yeah. years so um before that, what do you hope to um, accomplish? Uh, I, I'm, you know, the Gunma Gunma hike is is one we got to do. So <laughs> the, Gun, the Gunma hike, we'll we'll, we'll schedule that. I want to mm -hmm. go back to Hokkaido and, and do a, a two week trip and drive around. I mm -hmm. want to go to Beppu, as I mentioned, the Kyushu area. Um, I want to go back to Iriomota Island, which is southern Japan. I want to go to Yakushima, <laughs> which is awesome. And I don't know, but there's a possibility that I'll be able to go with some of the U.S. military. And I, I don't know for sure, but uh, man, I'm hoping that I can go to Iwo Jima. So that's oh, something wow. I, yeah. I really yeah. love to climb Mount Suribachi and uh, do that. So that, that's, that that's, would be actually amazing. <laughs> I was going to say that that probably yeah. has a, a, a bit different, you know, that'll hit you differently, you know. That being, will hit you differently. Mm -hmm. Sure. So those I are the mean, type of things. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you been to Hiroshima at all? I have not. Yeah. I have not been to Hiroshima. That's another thing I need to do. Yeah. So I, I, I want to take a photo. Of, yeah. Mm, I went in 2009, and um, I was still kind of new to Japan. Then it had been like just a little over a year since I'd been here, and um, I went by myself. Uh, and actually, that was one of the cooler trips that I took by myself because I did Hiroshima, and I went down to like Yamaguchi prefecture into right Iwa, Iwakuni. I've been and, to Iwakuni. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. And then, uh, you know, Utsukushima or Itsukushima mm. and, and Miyajima and, and everything. And so that was really nice. But Hiroshima is really moving, man, because, you know, um, 
I can under I could fully understand if as an American especially, but the people harboring some sort of because yeah, that's right. a, in the history that's still a recent event there's still people alive who experience that you know isn't that but, crazy yeah but <laughs> the people of hiroshima were the uh, friendliest people i think i've mm, met in japan really yeah. wow they're very welcoming and they're and they're they're they want to tell you about this and you know there's a lot of old men hanging around in the park when i went and maybe some of them were kids when it happened you know and sure but they, they were they were no judgment behind them and it, it moved me a little bit because i'm like you know like obviously it's not i don't have a fault in it you know I, I was born in america it doesn't mean i have to answer for the the sins of absolutely my country you know in the right. past but neither do you know and it, neither does anyone else who's alive now whose country did you know horrible acts years ago you're, you know you're right else. about that man because like I, I went to yasukuni shrine i don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar you probably mm -hmm. are like and there was like koreans out there and like people saying oh, you shouldn't be there and the right wing you know the buses you talked about that in one of your uh, mm -hmm. podcasts and you, you're mm -hmm. familiar but the, i just want to learn about the history you know i'm not there and they're like you know say you guys say sorry for the comfort women and stuff like that and like you said we're they weren't the ones and i kind of feel like that way the states too they're like oh your ancestors were <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to get into it, but you know what I mean? Like, come on, mm -hmm. man, let's, let's move on together. Like let's move yeah. on together. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never hold anyone accountable for past sins of their ancestors. You know, that, that's right. not your right. fault. Um, all you can do is move on and try to be better. Than and you learn were. from history, right? Yeah. You don't yeah, erase exactly. history. You learn from, you erase it. It's going to happen again. So you learn from it. That's, it, all. that's exactly. And in studying history, that's, that's what I've learned is, you know, the, um, usually history never repeats. It's just, it's a, um, what do you call it? It's a, <laughs> um, not a rerun. What, what is it? A, a remake of, of something sure. that's at, you know, like, uh, right, right, right. you know, it's, it's always slightly different, but with, mm -hmm. with, with twinges of, of the past sure. experience, but, but you're right. Like people, you know, will judge Japan or judge America or judge any country for what's done in the past. It's like, you know, people don't hold modern Germany accountable for what happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, Germans Holocaust. are like, great people. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like, why should you hold? Anyway, my, my point was going to Hiroshima. I felt a little twinge of guilt there, but mm. the people were just like, no, you know, like this is an event that happened. It's horrible. Sure. And, but we should learn from this, not to repeat these mistakes 100 you know and I'm i like, need to go hey, down there right? yeah you're making me motivated to get yeah, down dude. there <laughs> it's uh and especially like there's a little there's a little statue that's still there where the uh the shadow was burned into the wall oh i heard that isn't uh, that crazy yeah Damn, man. and i, I went nuts. there i saw i'm like standing right in front of it you know so it's uh wow wow, it's just wow in front wow. of some little shop you know it's it's All nothing right. no nothing special but there is signs that point you the direction how to get there but yeah Man, that stuff's tough, tough to swallow. Like, I felt like that. And I lived by, I was in Maryland by Washington, D.C., and I went to like mm -hmm. the Holocaust Museum. And yeah. even after all these years, you feel it. You're like, they had the, the display of all the shoes, you know, at Auschwitz. And you're like, Jesus, mm -hmm. like, it's just touching. But you were there in Hiroshima, like, right there. Like, yeah, I was at gosh. the bomb dome. Like, you can't obviously go, go in past the fence, but I was able to maneuver my arm through the camera, you know, and get, get a kind yeah, of yeah. A, a pretty decent, some pretty decent shots of, of, the, of the dome. So, so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I highly I recommend going there. It's um right on. 
I wouldn't say a pilgrimage, but you know, as an American, it's no, you're right. an interesting place to go. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been to Nagasaki yet, but that's on the, on the list as well to go. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but for you, you, you got a, you got a lot of places you want to hit in the next couple of years. Hopefully yeah. things will start opening up before then. I hope. Well, I want to get my camping car again, a new one. When I come back next time, I'll buy it right away and we'll, I'll have those time. And who knows, I'll, maybe I'll end up staying here then. And that'll be my life. Just driving around, going to Michinoikis. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, like not to get too personal, but like, could, could you get like a, um, obviously you'd have to maybe change your job, but could you get like a, a, a spouse visa to your wife or? i could mm-hmm. i could yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely but mm-hmm. i've just been working for the u.s government for over 25 years now it's you know it's probably, that retirement and all I, that i was gonna oh. say you probably got a good uh, good pension going for that so it's, right uh, right yeah. so it's tough mm-hmm. but also i don't want to leave japan at all of course i don't want to but yeah. i got the the you, you you have a japanese driver's license then that's yes, the I do. japanese yeah. test mm-hmm. so you, it was in japanese you read you had to read so japanese. mine was different so as an american uh they don't have laws here where you can just translate it okay like like canadians can do that you, you know right, like international license type yeah thing? well uh. no it's like you go to i oh. think it's called jaff here or something i forgot okay. it's like the uh auto thing but basically you can get a certificate from them and you just go down to your local Menkyo license center and they mm-hmm. just convert your american license or canadian license to a japanese one Okay. And as an American and as a Texan, because Tochigi didn't have any records of Texas driving laws. So, (laughs) and it's a, it's a racket pretty much. Uh, I had to get mine translated, but I had to take a a test, a written and driving test. But I'll just tell you this. I didn't take the Japanese version. I took the transfer, the American license to Japanese version. Okay. Okay. And it's easy. It's just, they will intentionally fail you numerous times just to get a little bit more money out of you. And oh, it's, no. it's, it's a racket up here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, but when I say easy, the written test is 10 questions, English and Japanese. And <laughs> 10 it's, questions? yeah. And it's questions <laughs> like if you're in Japan, if you're stopped at a red light, can you turn left uh, after, yeah, yeah. after a full stop? And the answer is no, you know, like no, absolutely. To, in the States, you can. Yeah. And they're trying to trip you up. Right. So or turn right, right on red. Right. Right. Yeah. And but yeah. they never tell you which questions you get right or wrong on that. They just tell you if you pass. Oh, they don't. No. Wow. wow. But I every time I took it, I always passed it, you know. OK. But the driving test is easy. It's just. Uh, they're really particular. Like I, I mm. failed once because at the um, they call it the Midoshi Warui stop. It's like the blind corner mm. part of the test and you're supposed to do a full stop look both ways pull up a little bit and look both ways again and then turn what well I never yeah, heard that. <laughs> well that's part of their rules right and then okay and they they gave me zero points for that once because i looked instead of left and then right and then turn i looked left right left and they said oh you, you were too nervous Oh my God. Yeah. They're that, they're yeah. that particular about it. So oh, I took okay. it a few times. I just said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing it till I get it. And I've eventually got it. So it was just, mm. and, and it was cheap too. Each time it was like two, 2000 yen or so, but man, I'd rather pay him Ichiman yen up front and be like, just pass me if I pass. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Cause it's an, it's a, it's an all day ordeal too. You're there uh, really? all day. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, five, six hours or so. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's just, it's mm. just like every 
red tape bureaucracy thing in this country. Just, you know, it's just a pain in the butt. So it, but sounds, so it sounds like around, it's possible. Yeah. 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 If you stick around, you get it. So I got it. And since then, huh. you know, I've had to renew it twice and I got the gold license. So, I mean, it's fine. You know, I mean, hmm. and I've never so far knock on wood i've never been um <laughs> yeah. you know i've never had an accident nor i've right, uh, had right. a you know any traffic violation so i'm you know it's, it's yeah i need a car in japan that's one of the things why mm -hmm. i never thought like i would want to quit but now they say it's possible but I, it's not like i can really work in japan because uh this you know right. like well, i made hey, mistakes you, when i was in the navy so yeah. i was gonna say you'd be surprised though man yeah. like um i see more and more especially in the cities though countryside yeah you're not going to get a lot of, right you know, i still but, get looks i'm like uh yeah yeah i'm in the wrong country uh, for this but <laughs> i mean i don't know if you like onsens or anything but there's a cool i um, love onsens yeah there's a there's a cool app and there's an instagram related to them too but there's an app that's called uh what's it called i'll, I'll send it to you later but basically it, it lets you find all the tattoo friendly onsens in japan what there's yeah. an app for that Mm -hmm. I there's, there's need an, that there's an app. app for everything now. So. <laughs> I need so, that app. Yes, it's like called like Tattoo Friendly Japan or something like that. So right yeah. on. Yeah, they're they're out there, man. They're 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 okay. chill. There's some chill places. We so. usually go to the private onsen, which costs a lot of extra money, mm -hmm. five thousand yen or something for one hour. So me and my wife go on the private onsen. But yeah, yeah I, I, I want to go. I used to play golf a lot. What mm -hmm. there was a time when golf was my hobby. So uh, and then you take a shower afterwards and go to the onsen. And they always look at me like uh, I'm like oh I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're also, you get less attention. I, mean, I wouldn't say attention. You get less flack for it because you're foreign. So that's, that's a, that's a pass. That's true. Yeah. I mean, they'll still, some places still won't let you in if they see it, but hmm. if let's say you go in and then they catch you later, very rarely are they going to, you know, make a big deal about it and right, kick right. you out. They may tell you af afterwards, like, don't come here again, but sure, they're, sure. you know, they're not, but, um, and I I've, try to be extra nice when I get in the front of people like that. I'm like, oh, konnichiwa. I'm yeah. like, oh, genki desu ka. Like, you know, yeah. and, you know, even on the hiking trail, like they see my tattoos and they, they might be stand off office at first. I'm like, oh, just try to be extra nice and show them I'm not a threat. You know, right. just the regular dude. And, and you know, I, it, it's so funny because um, before I went to the current gym I go to, they, I went to like, a, so the local basketball team in Tochigi is Tochigi Brex. So they have their own arena okay. here in, in like a, uh, a public gym, which is open like, 9 9 a.m to 9 p.m right and i used to go to that because it was cheap it was like you just pay like 300 yen for a one-off thing right it very old and crappy mm. equipment it's like we call it the rocky gym you know uh, <laughs> you know like the old like <laughs> sure, rock, sure. rocky right, right. rocky uh balboa gym you know right, 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 right. but there was this guy a japanese guy i'd be in there and he would come in all the time tattoos all over his body on his face he had like mike tyson style like tattoo on his what? face i'm like this <laughs> yeah. guy and he's japanese so i'm like mm -hmm. but they let him in they 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 did wow yeah yeah okay. there was no i mean so he either had connections with them or they just mm. didn't care you know they were so, scared to say something yeah. maybe yeah. i mean well, he was a nice guy i had a chat with him and you know we, we spotted each other a few times at, you know right on and he he was he was cool but cool sometimes they you, you you don't know what gets a pass or what doesn't sometimes you know so <laughs> that's right right, yeah. right 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 so all right man uh so it was uh thanks for coming on it was cool talking to you um i want to i want to talk more about the uh the the van thing uh sure sometime soon uh but, absolutely uh, yeah yeah so i'm actually can... looking at yeah i'm actually looking at buying a van now so maybe if i get one we'll yeah we'll chat about that yeah, hell yeah hell yeah so uh, and more about um, photography and even videography, mm. YouTube and stuff. Because um, sure. I, I, li I like 
like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of your videos. So uh, I appreciate um, that. So speaking of that, where can people find you online? Uh, where's the, the best places we can find your work and, and, and what you do? Sure. So I'm basically on all social media, but the the main things that I post is the YouTube Rock Eastwood Outdoors and uh, Instagram Rock Eastwood, Rock Eastwood Outdoors. I'm on Twitter and all that, but I don't really use Twitter or I'm on Facebook and I'm, I do have a page and there's not, there's only a couple hundred people on there. So, okay. but uh, most of the thing I do is the Instagram because of the photography and then I like videos. So YouTube. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so I'll, uh, I'll put the links to, especially the YouTube and the Instagram in there, but uh, any other social media uh i'll link those below as well nope try to keep it as small as possible <laughs> okay yeah all right not, so not uh, I'll, I'll point people in the most important direction then yeah right on bro i really appreciate it thanks for having me on and i love your work too and your photography is great i think you're doing awesome and well, with especially with the podcast bro that is great i love that you're doing this i love that i found your channel not to keep going i know we're going to end here but the yeah. um i try to keep as many people that i follow as low as possible like a hundred mm. or less because i want to get to know people sometimes you overlook like I, I knew i were following you i loved your pictures and stuff but mm -hmm. after we talked and i started looking at your page and then i found out about your podcast stuff like that like i'm, I'm glad i really got to know you more and i really appreciate what you're doing and you're, do, you're doing awesome man you're doing awesome i love well, it I, I really appreciate that thank you thank you and uh let's let's plan that hiking gunma sometime okay. We will do that in the camera. I'll get a hold of you. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. All right. Right on. See ya. Thank you.